Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank, mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Damn it, man. Oh, my God. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Good evening, as a matter of fact. This is the session. We are here. I'm trying to figure out how everything works here still. It's been so long. I haven't been here for like ever. For like a week? For like a week, man. What did you do last week? See, Doc, on yet. Um, nothing. Nothing? Yeah, I oh. I was in Hawaii. Yeah, you just disappeared off of my Facebook feed. Or, I'm sorry, Hawaii. All there were were pictures of sunsets and luau's. Yeah. yeah, I did some live streaming. Or not live stream, but like, you know, Facebook Live or whatever. So you watch like what videos. Is, what yeah. does that mean? I just know I get annoying alerts whenever yeah, someone is live. Says, uh, JP is live. Yeah. <laughs> JP's live, baby. Everyone cares. It's like, uh, so here, let's do it right now. Can we do an off button on that? Yeah, how do you turn the notifications off for that? Um, I'm sure you can somewhere. Oh, okay. Here, let's go live. I'm going to go live right now. Describe your video. The session. It'll connect. Can you not? I'm doing it right now. <laughs> if he doesn't go live right now, how's anyone else going to know? Nobody's going to know. All your live. friends are going to get notified you went live. Right, yeah, every, and you guys are all going to see it. And they're going to see you. No, uh, can't start live video. video. Signal's not strong enough. Oh. That's bullshit. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a cool way. I kind of like it, man. Uh, you know, not like for everyday bullshit, but uh, yeah. it was kind of neat to be in Hawaii and, you know, streaming like the... Um, like the luau that we went to oh, nice. with all the, the fire spinners and all that kind of oh. shit. And, like, uh, I live-streamed a sunset. I thought that was pretty neat. <laughs> That's not How long? Like an hour of the sunset? No, it was probably about like, five minutes. 
Wow. I yeah. Like, I like the way Facebook signs you up for this new shit. Yeah. And then you got to turn it off. Yeah, you got to right. opt out. The opt out policy out. of Facebook. They opt you right? in automatically. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I liked it. I had fun. Like, we were, like, driving through. Uh, we, were, we rented a car. And uh, uh, driving kind of across the island and uh, just, you know, Facebook living, just videoing the thing. And like people were talking to us and it was kind of trippy. It was like in the rain. It was like raining really fucking hard. People uh, on the island were talking to you and it was no, weird? like on Facebook. Oh. Yeah, we're driving along the highway and people are like, boy, they went out Or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what they do on islands. They speak English. Uh, yeah, but it's a little different. They, yeah, they, they, they speak English, but their freeway signs do not. And um, I, oh, yeah. I'm not used to read. So I was in the uh, 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 like uh, the car rental spot trying to talk these people into renting a car because I was returning mine. I was like, it's totally worth it. Um, and they're like, oh yeah, what are some spots you can you can recommend? And I'm like, throw a rock. I honestly, I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time figuring out how I, I'm not used to this many vowels in one in yeah. in, in, a, in a row. You know, you're just you, it, it, everything's you, the same. You pronounce every letter. That's that's how you know what it says. Yeah, I, you lost me yeah, already. You got Thirteen letters and one's different and it's a different right. place. Right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like I, I, I. So I can't tell you where I went. I just drove everywhere on the on the island. It was nice, and it was really yeah. fun. Well, maybe it's a good thing you did do video. You can uh, record it that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could have just shown them where you went. <laughs> yeah. Look here. Yeah, my look thing. Here. Just friend me on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I'm nearby. It says you're nearby. Yeah, you need to go through your privacy controls, dude, and figure out all your cut notifications you and shit. You cut me out. You just un- <laughs> I'll unfollow you. Yeah. I'll unfriend you right now. I'll block you, no, and no, it'll, help, your, uh, it'll help your life. Your friend's ex-husband to know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is the session uh, brought to you every time by More Beer. You I mean, can get you know everything you, you need to uh, make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. They support this show. They support every session and most other shows that we do, too. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. What else do we got to do? Uh, check out everyone that we talk about today. We all are sponsors. We wouldn't be here without them. So please contact them. Buy stuff from them. Let them know that you dig on the fact that they uh, sponsor this show, man. It's, uh, and it's a cool thing. And then, of course, uh, our friends up at Wild Beer Company in Norway are holding their third annual beer fest called the What's Brewing Festival, and that takes place on October 20th to the 23rd, and Justin will be there, and most recently, Tasty. Yes, I will be there. We'll be there as well. Uh, check there. out the current brewery list um, here will be. over, I think it's at whatsbrewing.no, uh, but it should be a rad, it should be a rad fest. It's a well, well-executed festival, they tell me, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. You should, man. I'm, yeah. I'm stoked that you're going. Yeah, it's great. I'm going to... Uh, That'd be a good time. Get there on a Wednesday night. Tasty con. I'm going to be uh, tasting me. I'm the only guy with the ball cap on. Everybody else is going to be like, what are they like? Hipsters and stuff, you know. <laughs> like either fedoras or like. I'll be looking, hats I'll look with, like an American hats sure. with horns on them. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Drinking, horns. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Norway. Viking jeans. Sure. I sent them a Facebook message a couple days ago just to get to know what I was booking Justin's flight. And I was like, yeah. well, what's the best airport to fly into? I had no idea. And they responded, and then they're like, oh, are you all coming out? We're really looking forward to seeing you and oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> they're big fans of the show, man. They've been listening to the show for a long time. Obviously. So the brewery uh, uh, Wild Beer Company puts on the fest, and they reached out. No, they don't? I thought they did. Or they helped. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, sorry. There's, sorry, who's yeah, that guy? Yeah, there, there you go. So James, uh, yeah, James runs it. He works at Wild Beer Co. It's Wild Beer. It's... Um, it's one of the best fests. It is fucking amazing. Okay. It's in an old brewery. Go, go, go. It's one of the, it's compressed. It's 
in various parts of the old you know brew halls in the cellars but the, every brewery there is amazing i mean you'll get as a european you go they got judas ciel you had boneyard people like that as well as well as like the best of europe as well wow I mean, it is super oh yeah chris was there as well you're gonna be there too chris sorry we have our, our guests phil and chris uh phil of course is a longtime listener um longtime friend of the show and you brought your friend chris Hello. Hello. You pull that pull that right in front of you, man. Don't even worry about it. Uncomfortably close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to be responsible for breaking everything in here. <laughs> no, you won't be. Don't worry about it. It's fine. That's Doc's job. I already broke that one. It's fine. Yeah, I fixed things. I'm great. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're going to be there as well then, huh? Chris knows the, the festival Chris? probably better than I do. Yeah, it's going to be our okay. third time there. We're an Estonian brewery, and Norway is so close. It's Why not? Closer than San Diego and San Francisco. So. And do me a favor. <laughs> speaking of uh, weird Hawaiian languages and dialects, pronounce the name of your brewery. Bushola. <laughs> All right. If you want to know how to pronounce craft beer in Estonian, it's Gasito Olot. It sounds like I'm mm. in the cantina scene of Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, they make sounds we don't normally make. <laughs> I don't know. Estonia, where, where is Estonia, dude? I'm stupid. It's just below Finland and above Latvia. Okay. Where's so. Finland and Latvia? There we go. <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty much right next to Russia. Okay. Oh, yeah. There we go. Okay. Everyone knows Russia, right? Sure, of course. They're our best friends. But you're recommending people go to the... Uh, You've been there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you you going this year? Yep. It is absolutely outstanding. That's cool. James knows how to put on a party. Um, Outstanding guys, outstanding party. And then there's the right opposite Talcene where the brewery is. There's a little bar in there, and you will not get in there for just cool people having a great time. It's, It's a super chill festival, super safe. Uh, it's Norway. Safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. That honestly, makes me think that it used to right. not be safe. No, no, no. It's, Nor- other it's, places it's Norway. Okay. Nothing happens in Norway. <laughs> oh, okay. Nothing okay. good. Nothing bad. Okay. Right in the middle. I yeah. can hang with the middle. Yeah, like no. that's cool. You could leave your phone. You know, you leave your a really expensive iPhone sitting there. Walk off. Come back two hours later. It'll be sitting exactly right where it was. I like that. It's superb up there. I was a little concerned going to Hawaii. Uh, you know, I'd never been, and uh, and you know, I hear all about like all oh, the locals are just going to call you a howley and fuck with you and do all that kind of weird shit. And everyone was super nice. It was, everyone was super nice. They, everybody, uh, everybody speaks English. Um, yeah, just make sure you stoke your wallet right up because it's fucking expensive up there. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh, you had Bo, you had Bo Shiner on the show. Yeah. And um, yeah, he'll be there. Um, he's really good value. Um, okay. So yeah, just just watch what you're spending on shit. Cause it's, 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 yeah, just watch when you're swiping your credit card because there's an extra zero on there. So Oof. wow, that's no good. Mm. Yeah, but I guess it happens, man. Yeah, not everywhere's uh, Tallinn. So <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's true. why you can leave your phone lying around because everyone else is richer than you right. anyway. Right. No one else can afford to be sitting next yeah. to you. Oh, you mean that's not the black uh, iPhone seven? Well, I'm not going to steal it. That's fine. Yeah, I already have the iPhone eight. So why do I need the seven? <laughs> I bought futures in. It's fine. Right. Um, let's do some feedback, Doc. What do you think? Yeah. All right. That's why I came in. I still. <laughs> so <laughs> when I do leave, it, leave. It's that's over. not fair. I, I still need I to fucking find love those banjos. I fucking love yeah, yeah. I still yeah. need yeah. to find that old feedback song. Oh, that's man. right. We used to have a, a song that we yeah. yeah. If anybody can find that shit, please. He uh, has I it will, on his phone. I will put it in. I have it on my phone. We can just peel it off an old podcast. Can we? 
I think because we bullshit over everything <laughs> and we ruin yeah, every yeah. sort of rate. Doc, do you still do you seriously have that on your phone? Mm-hmm. If you can email it to me, I can drop. I'll drop it right in. If you pick an old enough feedback, nobody will pick up on the fact that it's just an old feedback segment. <laughs> That's true. Just play an old one. Yeah. The entire oh, thing. Yeah. Just hey guys, there. I loved your Christmas episode. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, but oh, seriously, wrong guys, one. Seriously, this place is fucking amazing. I mean, considering we did this in the garage. Oh, yeah, you're talking around the studio right now. This is your first time. This is the first time I've been in here, but obviously the sweaty garage and then Chad's old bedroom. Fuck. Yeah. What an upgrade. That was Sam's old bedroom. Was it Sam? Yeah. Yeah. Although the garage sounds fancier when he says it. (laughs) The garage. garage. I thought it was Shoe Light's old bedroom. Shoe Light moved in after Sam moved out, after we got married. Is that where where your business got lost? No. No? No. All right. Why did you have to take it there? Uh, you have to. Mm-hmm. You've heard the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Sure. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're still trying to figure out where her business got lost. <laughs> right. I'm trying to figure it out. actually talked about it on the show. Oh, yeah. oh we did? Yeah. No, we're listening. Listen. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Well. Okay. Speaking of listening, uh, Clayton, he says, yep, that Clayton, uh, says, I was listening to the most recent session with Mr. Shady Steve Doty, and it's really good. Lots of tidbits to pick up about his approach, and despite his downplaying, I think the most important thing to learn from this episode is that he didn't learn his craft overnight. He spent years tasting and tasting wines, a beverage he didn't even like. Uh, he learned, developed a valuable skill, kind of like a, a karate kid, 100-foot journey type of thing that people think they can learn without laboriously tasting and crafting and failing. This is uh, Steve from uh, Shady Oak. And he was talking about uh, just how he blends his sour beers and his barrel-aged beers and how he gets the, the beers that he wants. Uh, he says, if I see his beers, I'll definitely pick them up. Sound great and weird and awesome. They were definitely all of those things. What I'm sorry about is that after listening to it, I couldn't help but thinking, so I guess you could say that he wrote his own deal, bro. Thanks for that, Clayton. Fucker. Fuck you, Clayton. Uh, He says, I love you. I think everything you guys do is great. The worst stuff is actually the best. Uh, Well, this show will probably be amazing for you. Uh, I guess that's why I feel comfortable making fun of you a little, because you let us into your lives with some beer info along the way. So, JP Tasty, Bevo, Kim, Beardy, Justin, Nathan, whose house can I stay at for the Rare Bell anniversary party? I'll let you guys figure that out. Uh, All you have to do is house me. I'll cook uh, blah, 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 blah. I'll gladly walk to Taco Bell every morning to get uh, Bevo Bevo, uh, breakfast. Oh. So if you let Clayton, our friend Clayton, our our long-winded friend Clayton, stay at your house, he will walk to Taco Bell every morning for brekkies. Well, that's really polite. I live nowhere near a Taco Bell. That's why your diet's getting right, isn't it? (laughs) It is. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he says, thanks for all the things. No. Uh, then he says, this email is going to be severely and concisely edited, isn't it? Yeah, I, I did cut out the last paragraph. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> hey, all. Uh, this is from Jim uh, and concerned InfoSec dude, he says. Uh, he goes, love the spam of the week, but for the love of clear IPA, please don't click any links or attachments in any emails you get. I literally sat in suspense waiting for JP to say, I clicked it, but it didn't open. Uh, on the last spam of the week. Uh, that's how your computer catches the viral version of whatever is on the public toilet seats in Martinez. Uh, yes, Jim, thank you wow. very much. Um, I concerned. definitely will not, uh, definitely will not be opening any attachments. I wrote him back and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. Uh, and he was like, dude, even like links that are just from your friends from like normal websites, like an actual, like a, like news email or whatever. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, did you email that to me? I tried. It's not going. 
right. Uh, the next one is from Mike. He says, JP and Bev. I don't know. Uh, I just listened to last week's show, and I love your idea to have some pro brewers hash out a collaboration on the air. You could even pick a style or category or a base ingredient and let them all go at it. It would be a great radio if you can get the right group of brewers together. I agree, Bev. I think we need to work on that for our Christmas show. Okay. Let's start working on that some point. Hmm. Sure. Maybe okay. before Christmas. Maybe, maybe. Perhaps. We'll never know. Uh, this next part involves some work, so you'll probably stop reading. He knows us so well. But what if you turned this into a BN homebrew competition? Uh, <laughs> once the pro brewers design the recipe, let the listeners brew it. We could send in entries a month or two after the show, and you guys could taste and vote on the air. It would probably be a pain in the ass to organize, but it might also be a lot of fun. What do you think? If you can pull this off, I'm in. I will brew that shit. Um... You're right. It would be a lot of work. It'd be a pain in the ass. You're right. It would be a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of. Yeah. That's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. but, uh, you know, uh, we did that last one with the BN kit. Oh, right. The IPA yeah. kit. And that was a pain in the ass. I don't want to do that again. Hmm. Um, so. Really? You're making $50 an entry. <laughs> See, now you're talking. Uh, we're talking, right? That'll get one of us to some festival We'll get 10 somewhere. entries and we'll just like, uh, <laughs> pick one and say, well, good job. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Okay. $50. 50 bucks. All right. Tasty's on it. I'm buy you a gold medal. <laughs> that could be a cool reoccurring thing, assuming we're on the air for longer than another year or two. Will we even make it to Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. Maybe. <laughs> we're getting Christmas pictures this year. We should. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We should do that. It's traditional, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But that, that also sounds like some work. That that was, you know, surprisingly for like five people being in the in the fucking photo from ten years ago or five. That was a lot of work to crowd these people. Yeah. Be at the Sun Valley Mall at seven forty-five. Well, I might not. Anyway. Uh, I'll never do that again. <laughs> but you look oh. good, and you're in your looks, your sunglasses sure. on. Sure. Um, I remember John Plisse had a, a roll of tubing that was supposed to be Jamil. It was like some weird John Plisse joke. It was like that went over everybody's heads, and we're like, "Oh, a roll of tubing." Yeah, oh. let's try one without that, <laughs> and we'll see which one looks better. Uh, hey guys and Bebo, I'm a little behind in shows, but I just finished the field work show, one of the best I've heard in a while. Great interview, sounded more like conversation than an interview. JP are kicking ass as the new Justin and Tasty fucking rocks as the new JP. <laughs> oh. So there you go. Keep ne- it up. I never got the bullet points of how to be. <laughs> Osmosis. Missed that memo? Yeah, I missed the memo. I need some guidance it's, on that. It's, it's like when it's like just you you learn over time, and, oh, it, and suddenly yeah, you, the, you you know the things right. that you have to do without right. actually the basic thinking down. that you're doing it. Right. It's the nuances right. that'll come. I just hear the dead space. I jump in there. That's what I do. <laughs> right. Uh, he says, "Not that my opinion means shit, but even if Justin and Beardy come back, whoa." You were gone? He was only gone gone for a while. Uh, You should really keep this dynamic going. This is from Ant. Ant Good thing his opinion doesn't mean shit. Adam or as Ant. Could be Adam Ant. Thanks for the non opinion. Those are are our favorite opinions. Uh, Speaking of opinions, this one is from Clint, and it's targeted, and I say targeted, uh, uh, capital letters, at Beardy. Uh Uh-oh. Ow. Oh, targeted. Targeted. All yeah. Right. says, boy, Beardy was on a roll of ignorant state. Actually, he says, Be- boy, Beardy was on a roll if ignorant statements on the Shady Oak Barrel House episode. First, most NEIPAs, and this is all in caps, do not clear up. There are many examples on the Internet. <laughs> 
where people have brewed an N-E-I-P-A, split the batch and brewed half with 001 and the other half with 1318. While the 001 batch will clear at least to a slightly hazy appearance, the 1318 will never clear, even after months at fridge temps. Second, kombucha has a negligible amount of alcohol. It's considered N.A. by the FDA and is perfectly fine for kids to consume in small amounts. While alcohol is produced in the process, the bacteria in the SCOBY eventually consumes the alcohol and converts it to acetic acid. Most kombuchas have less than 1% ABV. I sure wish you so-called air quote experts would actually study or at the very least look into what you're talking about. I doubt you goal is to spread misinformation, which is so often the case on your program. Oh. Hmm. What do you have to say for yourself, Warren, you fucking yeah, bastion of, of misinformation? Well, I might be misinforming you, but I'm pretty sure N.A. is under half a percent alcohol. So if you're feeding your kid one percent ABV shit, that's not non-alcoholic. <laughs> Bad um, yeah. So I, I, I responded to him in, in your stead. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. So no, what, did, what did I say? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what, did you say? <laughs> what did you say? No. Um, so I researched it a little bit, and I think what we were talking about is like the the brands of, of kombucha, like Liz, Lindsay Lohan was drinking, and mm-hmm. the reason they those all got pulled from the shelves, and this whole thing kind of exploded because she wasn't supposed to be drinking alcohol, but she was buying like five kombuchas at a time. And those were like two percent alcohol, two point yeah. eight, and that's what you were saying. Yeah, there was a there was a period in, in California. I even saw it where they were pulling almost all of the kombucha off the shelf because that's when they realized, oh, this stuff isn't NA. Right. We have to figure this out and make sure that it is. And that's what you said. Right. But Clint doesn't understand that. Apparently. I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just here to spread more misinformation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I wrote him back, and yeah. I was like, I was like, so, I was like, look, dude, don't pay attention to what he just said. Yeah, yeah, I was like, there there were brands at the time that were two point eight, some three. Yeah, like that's GT. I uh-huh. think was the one. It right. was two point eight percent alcohol. Now a lot of it is NA. So he is right well, now. Yeah, be, and because of that, because of situation. that, and that's that was what, years ago. Yeah, and that's what you were saying. Yeah, right. Um, and um, then I told him, I was like, see how easy it is to to just get something wrong when you're not actually researching it. And then I <laughs> and then I said that we nobody here called himself an expert on anything. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, there are some yeast strains that are less flocculent than others. But um, I wasn't saying all New England IPAs will clear up, <laughs> right? Well, I think when you said clear up, I don't think you meant actually be crystal clear. Right. Just drop all <laughs> yeah. the sludge out. We're talking yeah. about sludge. Yeah. Why are we talking about New England IPAs again? It was on the feedback. <laughs> Fucking Clint. Why do you I bring this up? I didn't even remember talking <laughs> about it last week or two weeks ago. I don't know. Clint. Clint's a special case. Wow. I'm he, sorry, Clint. He needs help. <laughs> I love this, though. I sure wish you so-called experts would actually study. Oh, you mean off the cuff? <laughs> yeah. Because we all get yeah. paid enough to sit around and read about New England IPAs yeah. and kombucha, you Oh, fuck. we don't prepare for the show either, so. <laughs> yeah. And shit. Me. Yeah. I, somebody else. I won't say anything more about New England IPAs until I know every yeast strain that's used in them and have measured... The flocculation rates. I, the, I would expect nothing less. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be. I won't be back until I'm done. Oh, another hiatus. <laughs> Patrick says, "Awesome interview with field work." He says, "The main brewer's dude's voice was sounding familiar the whole time, and I finally figured out why he was the voice of Fred in Disney's Big Hero Six." And he provided a link for that, but uh, you know, Fred's a surfer dude. I think is what it was, and uh, Big Hero Six, good movie. He's joking, of course. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, keep. 
What keep doing what you're doing what you're doing, guys. Huh. You make my commute in Atlanta traffic bearable. Uh, and then finally our spam of the week. Uh, this is titled Double the Duration of Your Sex. And I don't know if that means hmm. uh, until you transgender or, or be- like you're at the actual act of sex. Oh, but in between. It might be in between. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so here it goes. Phil, pay attention to this. It might be very important for you. Uh, waiting period. She won't sweat buckets underneath him January on anybody. <laughs> Comes after all of it. Reconstruction work for having drinkers around. BJV monuments in two episodes. Wednesday hosts. Husky but safely rejected on John C. LaPaz has produced. Tith of Yao and Bible obviously didn't trust them, 1977. Nem Ertical Hogs Moves Vaughn. Made, but I, though, of Antiquest Thomas Campano. Poetry collections of places, but Republican it. Composers works for worthwhile venture I am. Reprisals, many description made from her a relationship here might know. Cocoon of internet and medical texture, adding these, 1899. Collide with humans into two euk in my miles. Sneak around areas, Chadwick, who noticed Alheim's natural history. I think if your you editing went, has gone to it's an like all-time a ran, low. Random word uh, generator. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. went in there with a black marker yeah. and marked out just random stuff, you could probably make sense out of that. Yeah. It sounded like a poetry slam. coded message. It sounded like some poetry slam we created. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Every third I word will tell you where the treasure is buried. Like if we played like some bongo drums underneath it, <laughs> just fucking read the. We've got just communicated with an extra extraterrestrial there. There's, no, there's a real message in there. Yeah, I can't. Uh, you know, I sometimes with that spam shit, I feel like um, if you just slow it down or like play it backwards, oh. you're going to summon Cthulhu or something like that. Like some like weird like that's how the, to bring about the end days. You know, those movies where like you have to sure. repeat passages of the Bible backwards on your head or whatever. Oh. That's how it's going to happen nice. through through spam. <laughs> Oh, I think it'd be good. Tasty's toes play the record backwards. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to call our good friend Gary Glass. You didn't click the link in that email, did you? I did. Oh, <laughs> no. Gary. I <clears throat> yeah, Come on. I'm getting Gary Glass on the line here. Uh, he has. Uh, he wants to tell us about a new, uh, a new app that the BA has out. Oh. Oh. And I think it'd be pretty cool. I turned I Skype off. Are using that? I thought it was going to be for the new uh, law that just got passed. Oh, yeah. we, can chat, we can chat him up with about that, too. Yeah. I don't know. I've been in Hawaii. I don't know if you've heard this. Or not. I have, oh. So I have my, my oh. Magnum P.I. shirt on. I where'd, found, you, like, where'd you get that? At uh, this place called Bailey's, like Honolulu or whatever. It's the fucking Magnum P.I. shirt. It's Magnum P.I. No, it shirt. it totally yeah. is. Yeah. It's not ringing. Where's anymore. your nutters? Yeah. Gary. Hi. Yeah, he's here. Yes. How you doing, man? It's J.P. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. You're on here. Put your pants back on. <laughs> <laughs> well, no video, man. You can you can oh, keep yeah. your pants off All if you right. want. Yeah, I can see you, but you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. I, I think I like it like that. I think I prefer it. Anyway, that man. not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I like being watched. Uh, how you doing, man? It's been a long time since we've talked to you. I, it has been a while. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, I'm how's doing the, how's the debate going? We're not watching you. just you. got back from Hawaii, so I, well, I've, I've been avoiding watching it. So, uh, <laughs> so you were a good to be on the air, and I, I, did, I didn't want to come on the show being angry. So, yeah. <laughs> this is Gary, what uh, do you I, want? I, I <laughs> we had to find a bunch of English guys that didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's Estonian. 
Yeah, that's pretty smart, man. So uh, everyone tells me that there's some new uh, some new cool stuff happening at the BA. You guys have an app out. Yes. What's going right. on there? We have a new app called uh, called Brew Guru, uh, which apparently you haven't downloaded. So um, <laughs> I've been in Hawaii. I don't know if I don't know if you knew about that or not. I've, I've been in Hawaii buying Magnum PI shirts. They don't have the internet in Hawaii. Nope. Not in the country, man. The island's big enough to have a country. <laughs> I blew Gary's mind. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. I got to go there. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so it's, this is a, it's, it's an awesome new app that we've been working on for, for over a year now. Uh, excited to release it on the world. Um, so uh, I guess it, it's basically two apps in one. Uh, one part of it is a, uh, a brewery locator map. Uh, uses all the data from the Brewers Association database, so it's you know, the most accurate uh, brewery locator you're going to find. Combined with that brewery locator, we also um, highlight all the businesses that give discounts to members of the American Home Brewers Association. Oh, I like that. So you can so, so you can instantly like pull up the map and see where you're at, which ones on the map give discounts to the AHA, and you can go to those places and get your discount. And not only that, when you get there, you can pull up your, your digital member card, and it will show your member card right alongside the discount that that business gives you. Oh, nice. So you don't have to, don't have to worry about losing your card. Don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about the, the server not knowing what you're talking about. It says right there, this business gives this discount. So it, it makes it really easy to utilize uh, that member benefit. The other, the other part of it is a uh, we, we have uh, collections of, of uh, content from the American Homebrewers Association, like from Zymergy Magazine, our homebrewersassociation.org website, and all of our uh, our recipes and, and that kind of thing, built into collections of content, uh, you know, around specific topics. So it makes it really easy to access the the, the different content that uh, that we have available. Um, so that. The, the goal with the with the app was to make it a lot easier for for members to use their member benefits. Okay. So some of that content some of that content is is for members only, but some of it is also open to to anybody. But one of the one of the really awesome things about the app is if you're not an, a member of the American Homebrewers Association, you can download it and it automatically gives you a 15 day free trial membership. You get the discounts, you get access to Synergy Magazine, you get you get it all. Um, with the exception of being able to buy GABF tickets. But uh, other than that, you get full access to AHA memberships, no credit card needed, no nothing. Um, we just want people to, to experience AHA membership because we think it's awesome and hope they will too and see the value in, in joining. I like that. I, I, this, is, this is what we've needed for, for a while, man, everything, everything in one place. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's, that's what we want to do. We want to make sure we're, our, our members are able to use the, the benefits we have available. Yeah, well, and I, I think it'll go a long way with with actually reminding us that that we have these benefits available too. It's not just you know making sure everyone has access to it, but but sometimes you forget to pull that to pull that card out. So it's cool that you have the the search function, so you can find a place to go eat, and then it also happens to coincide with the discount that you get. Yeah, and not only that, it'll also if you're within a hundred meters of a, uh, a business that gives uh, uh, member deals, it'll send you a notification letting you know that you should get your discount. 
Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, I like it. That's a good reminder. No, I think I saw where the woods were up at Russian River Brewing Company, and it uh, informed them that it's happy hour pricing all the time for uh, AHA members. Really? Yeah. That's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. All the time, AHA members. That's great. It is. Yeah, look at this. I'm, it's like three twenty-five a pint. Yeah. I always forget to whip out my AHA card to get a discount. Dude, totally. A good reminder. Yeah. yeah. I like that pushing it to you thing. That's great. Well, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's a that's a common issue. Is like mm-hmm. either people don't have their their card yeah. on them when they yeah. happen to be in a, a member deal location, or they just forget. And yeah. so this this gets passed out. Gets both so our goal is that yeah. our our members are saving so much money that uh, yeah. that membership becomes a complete no brainer. Wow! So I, I so I just downloaded it. The the power of the internet. Uh, I can get a discount at EJ Fair Brewing, which is right next door. The Hop Grenade. Never heard of that place. Hmm. Uh, a B, the BJ's one and a half miles away. Some place called Cullen's Tannery. Never heard of it, but it's eight miles away. I'd go there. It's kind of a cool place to. Uh, I need to be tan, man. When you, when you, you just got back from Hawaii. <laughs> you, you know about that? How did yeah. you know about that? That's fucked up. I was there. Uh, but I, I think it's a cool spot. It could, it could really open your eyes to, to what else is in your area. Firehouse number 37. Right, exactly. Our friends at Hop Tech, look at that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then uh, you can get uh, articles. A hard look at cider. <laughs> Brew in a bag. Wow, this is rad, dude. Nice work, guys. How long have you been? You said you've yeah. been making this? Took you a while? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we we started started working on it in, in earnest in January, but uh, I've been planning it out basically. Uh, the, the whole idea for it came came from the AHA governing committee, of which at the time uh, uh, Justin was a uh, a member of that esteemed body. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so they actually do things that are that are very much worthwhile, like come up with these kinds of ideas of like, hey, we should. We should make an app. So we did. <laughs> I, li- I like and, that. And, and and we love it, and we hope everybody else loves it, too. Very cool, um, man. I guess I should mention with that, that, that free trial thing, like, if, if after 15 days you still don't want to be a, a, a member, that's cool. You can still use the app. You, you just won't get the, the members-only content. So, you know, you, you can pull up a member card that says expired across it, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise, you can still you can still use the map, which is totally freaking awesome all by itself. So yeah, that's awesome, dude. I appreciate that. Thank so, you very much for yeah. uh, for, for yeah. putting in all this work, man. This is great. <laughs> yes, I did it all personally. <laughs> well, that's what I was. That's what I was informed. Yeah, of. yeah. Well, pass I'm, it on to yeah. those. Uh, <laughs> Beverly, no, I, I'm very fortunate to, to to work with some pretty awesome, smart people, and uh, we we work with a great company that, that put it together for us. Great. I love it, man. What you need now is an augmented reality version. So you'll be yeah. walking down the street, and uh, it'll pop up like uh, little, little Charlie, balloons. Charlie's right? head, you know, floating around somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Anyway. That, that, that'll be the 2.0 release. <laughs> okay. Post. All right. All right. They're already Just, in there. Uh, I'll send you my consulting feed. Like adult Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you could can't, list can't what Pokemon you'll find yeah. at the place that we're going for our discount. <laughs> Yeah. That would be helpful. <laughs> All right, Gary, we'll let you go, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. All right, good luck with the debates, man. Don't kick your TV in. <laughs> I'll try not to. All right, thanks, man. All yeah. right, dude. Bye. The great Gary Glass. Yeah, I like nice him. Guy. He's so nice. I like him, too. It's disappointing. I only get to see him now once a year at NHC. Oh. Well, yeah. when you go. 
Well, when oh, I go, there's that. Too <laughs> soon. Look at you. Just because you have a new haircut doesn't mean you can push me around. So it's not even once a year. <laughs> it's not even once a year now. Actually, stupid. the last time I saw him was here at the Hop Grenade. He just wandered in one day. Uh, <laughs> just, just so he actually was here. Like a bum off the street. Like, hey, you guys, spare a dollar? Yeah. <laughs> no, anyway, uh, okay, we have kind of a weird show for you tonight. Uh, our friend Phil Lowry is in the studio, and uh, he brought a bunch of fucking beers. Here, let's open one of these. Just beers. Just beers. We're just going to sit and drink. Any beer. Any. So any. Why'd you beer. pick that one? That's Isn't a pink can. It's a there. pink can from Beaver Town. Our friends of oh. Beaver Town. It's a new IPA. Uh, but Phil, <laughs> Phil's been in the beer industry for quite some time now, right? Yeah, it's getting a bit. Yeah, twenty something years now. You sound very depressed wow. about that. <laughs> no, it just makes you feel, it just makes you feel fucking old. Or so. <laughs> I say what I mean. It is. It's absolutely. I mean, this has been one hell of a trip this last couple of weeks. But fuck, to see you guys sitting here, this you know, actually being sitting here, where you, it's been four years. You know, since I've seen your doc still alive. <laughs> so you know, I'm not at the top of the, the death pool, dude. Uh, depends who you talk to. <laughs> he has Wait. some inside information. Oh, this this, no, we week, this week's list is in. Yeah, so <laughs> right. it's just the, burn, no. the post Burning Man voice was a little bit slow. Uh, yeah. My brain was just a little bit. Slow. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just the voice. No. Yeah. but yeah, I mean, fuck. I mean, just 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 the changes, the amount of breweries. I mean, just tallying up with Chris earlier because on the way back down from. Um, uh, we we got we flew into Seattle last week, and then I've been down the way down to San Diego. I mean, fifty nearly fifty breweries. Um, I mean, a good God knows how many of those are actually brand new breweries. Uh, it's insane, isn't it? Um, wow. And London. I mean, just going back to Beaver Town is we're fast approaching ninety breweries in London now. Wow. Whoa. Um, you know, when I first started brewing back in London, I when I left, you've seen you guys out here. Um, I ran a little brewery called Brew Wharf in Central London, um, Bermondsey. Uh, sort of area and there was five or six of us um Budweiser's since gone Guinness has since gone um but now yeah nearly 90 breweries I mean I can't even Jeez. I'm out of the country I'm out of the UK so much now I, I can't even fucking keep catching keep, keep, uh, <laughs> when you come back there's a new one just yeah I mean wow it, it's this we're fast approaching 1500 breweries in the UK and it's wow. it's insane. I mean, the beer quality is great. You got cans like that. I mean, you've got Dan and Rob coming in from uh, Four Pure at some point in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're killing it. Their cans are uh, smart. I mean, this is the thing. We're going toe to toe with you guys now. Um, I know oh probably, well. Yeah. Um, Let's not go crazy. The only, the only thing we can't with the political decisions in our country at the moment, we can't. That's anything we can't match with you. <laughs> so, that's true. Yeah. That's uh, very true. So yeah, but this is uh, the new IPA. The can's super pretty in it. Uh, it is really yeah. cool. It's uh, pink. It's uh, Pepto Bismol pink, even mm-hmm. or maybe Electra. I don't know. Even uh, the lid is pink. Yeah, yeah, even the top Disney is. Disney princess. It's really, pink. it's really cool. Is that is that on me, Bev? Mm-hmm. That camera. Doesn't have to Nick, be. who does their artwork, Nick. I um, mean, he's he's bonkers. He's he's a great friend, and he's yeah, he's Look at that his thing. artwork is spot on. It's it, you go to the it's um it's in I don't know if Logan explained it to you when he's on the show, but it's in a industrial state, pretty much like some of you guys here. Um, yeah. It's but you go. To, I mean, the, the anniversary party was this. They're just gone. Was insane. It was absolutely brilliant. But my God. I wouldn't want to be the host of that party. That was that was yeah, that was touching cloth. That was <laughs> that, that many people that came through the door. Really? Um, yeah, it just goes to show what's going on in London now. Um, if you you, know, you can get, a, I don't want to sort of pimp tourism or something like that, but Jesus, you can get a cheap flight with Norwegian to to London now, and 
Oh, it's, it's worthwhile for beer tourism now. I mean, I think we're getting up to like seven breweries on one street. I know it's not. Wow. That's, you, might, you might have heard of the Bermondsey Beer Mile now. Um, yes. It's, no, not, no. it's not. Tend, we don't tend to call it that anymore because it's got a little bit stag party and a bit silly. But, you know, it's a great experience to go and drink beers of this sort of quality. I mean, be the town are head and shoulders above some of the rest of us. But yeah. It's, um, well, I mean, that's good to hear because, you know, at least when I first started home brewing and, and, and drinking, um, you would go to the uk for the traditional beers mm-hmm. you know your esp is not that kind of stuff and not that you don't go now but it, but it's kind of cool that there's there's more to offer than just uh, the it, traditional yeah but the thing is that's what we do that's the beautiful thing with the uk beer scene is you can go and have that traditional pint of harvey's mm-hmm. bathams people like that they are fucking outstanding beers i'm sorry i know i, I was off <laughs> funny enough i was offered a couple of tv things recently I swear too much. So um, I know the F-Bond's completely legit on this. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's outstanding what you can go, yeah. what you can go and experience in the UK now. Um, it's, you know, I think when I, when I came back from here, um, started brewing at the Brew Wharf, I, got, I was quite frustrated because you could have, there was American import beer, but it was always tired. It was never great. Um, it was never at his best. I mean, it was lucky when we had Stone coming over and it was done as small parcels, it was things like that. You knew you were getting something pretty, you know, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really frustrating when you, you go and you, when I was drinking some of our friends' beers and they were tired. They sincerely hmm. were. Mm, and I'd had them obviously here, quite frankly, often off the tier of the brewery. And it's, you know, it's, it's beyond disappointing because you're seeing your friends' efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, in such a bad state, it's yeah. like, what the fuck's going on here? So when I took the brewery on, everybody's like, "Oh, this is a mate, this is great American beer, great American beer." And I'm like, "Can I just show you what American beer tastes like?" <laughs> it's going to be brewed in London, but it's um, this is what. And I was using, yeah. it, you know, I started, you know, brewing there with uh, sort of Roger Davis style beers, quite frankly. Okay, um, just with my trousers up. Yeah, and um, <laughs> no ass showing. Yes, <laughs> which if you actually know the brew wolf was a, a big glass fish tank in the back of the restaurant and. Uh, had a little, uh, I think, seven-barrel U.S. system, uh, cutler fermenters, and we used to have two tops right outside the glass. So come grain out, um, you know, nice 65, 70-degree room, um, 80-degree on a nice summer's day. Okay. Um, steam, butt crack showing right up against the window, right in front of a nice romantic two-top. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a, yeah, it was a really appetizing. Oh, like the, the actual two-top, the tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. So you two had, people you, sitting you in front a, of the glass. Yeah, you had like, you know. <laughs> First date moments because it's one of those anonymous places you can go and have a first date and okay. so many people and uh, yeah yeah it's Steve my mate who I've just been down to see in San Diego is a big lad and um, <laughs> yeah his bike belt was never the tightest on some Saturday nights oh uh, man yeah it's perfect I mean <laughs> yeah and of course you'd have you know Beastie Boys and what have you blaring out in the brewery and then they'd have some classical plinky shit in the in the <laughs> in the, in the, in the in the brewery but um, yeah started brewing some some weird and crazy shit there very much what you know. Fuck, based on some of the stuff we used to talk about, you talk about on the show on here. Yeah, and then um, frustrate. I'm, I'm, I'm at my best when I'm frustrated. When I fucking hate what is going on. When I when I hate things that are you know opinions that are malinformed. Kombucha. Yeah, and um, like like Warren, all like, of Warren's and, uh, like pulling up your pants. Yeah, That's, yeah. So yeah, started brewing there. Some killer, you know, some we used some killer night, killer evenings in there. Some great beers. Um, brewed Tasty's uh, Janet Brown there. Mm-hmm. First time it was brewed over there. Mm. Um, we just it was just scratching an itch, um, and it just went. It got crazier and crazier. I mean, the brewery was shut for eighteen months before we took it on, uh, Steve and I, and 
I mean, I'm sincerely, this restaurant was just, it was just a, an old wood clad, um, pretty much like you'd see at Magnolia, just mm-hmm. a point of reference. Okay. Um, it talks to Picture reference doesn't work well on, on the radio. Um, yeah, people have Google now all <laughs> over the place. But um, yeah, the where was I going? So took yeah took the brewery on. It was shut. The beers weren't selling. The previous brewers' beers, I mean, it just never sold. Okay. Um, nice guy and all, but um, we just we buy the guy who called Trevor Gulliver, who owns some fancy restaurants in London. He's very much in with Fraser. What's his or what's his name? Fergus Henderson, who runs. Um, that nose to tail restaurant, yeah, St John's. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Mm. Um, and I bargained with him. I said, "Oh, he said, 'Yeah, oh, can't you got to brew, you know, um, black sheep bitter and things like that.'" And I'm like, "No, it's not what people want to drink." Yeah. And um, I said, "Look, give me four batches. If we don't sell through the beers, I'll go back and I'll brew black sheep bitter style beers, you know, or Tim Taylor type, you know." And um, thank fuck. Those beers cleared through. <laughs> really? Were, not, you, were you nervous? I yeah, I, I gray faced it and yeah. you know, but those <laughs> beers yeah blew through. I mean they were all, you know, I was buying fucking you know, they were used to spending you know eight you know eight and nine pounds a kilo on on hops and there's me spending twenty quid a kilo on hops and wow. shit like that and you know buying better malts and I was buying then Veyman started being appearing in the UK started buying a bunch of that as well. Um, then switch, we switched that out to Simpsons, and it just yeah, it just uprated everything, everything, everything we could do. It made a difference. Oh man, it just went, it went ape shit. And the thing I always there's Evan from Colonel Brewery started. We, kept, we became friends. He then sort of said to me, "Oh, because well, I was still working at beer merchants at the time, and which was great fun." Um, Evan came in and was like, "Oh, how would you think of my beers? You know, da, da. I want to make my beer smell like yours." So I helped him out. Um, Evan was brewing some killer beers already. Um, he was well engrossed with the you know the, the London homebrew scene, and he, I met his wife. She was, you know, God knows how many months pregnant, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, great. It yeah. Wasn't yours, was it? Yeah. No, how long ago did you meet her? No, I've never met her before <laughs> in my life. And um, the she turned around and said, I was like, dude, you're opening a four fucking four barrel system in the arse end of London, and your wife's pregnant, and I'm like, oh shit. So I straight, literally said to him, put, put half pallet of your beers together. I took them straight down to beer merchants, put them straight online. It was the first time his beers had really been showcased um, to the ways. And then just Ed became friends with Evan. Um, then that went mental. We, we started swapping recipes, started brewing some bottle beers, you know, sort of you know, semi-collaboration-wise, um, sharing lots of ideas. Not really on the label, but just helping each other out. Okay. And then he said, oh, come on, let's bring, you know, bring a bring a bunch of people together, sort of the rest of the London brewers, and have some dinner. Yeah. So that, because Brew Wolf's obviously a restaurant, put a bash on, next thing you know, we've got London Brewers Alliance, you know, we're just having a few jolly ups, oh, let's, let's have a party. Right. Sort of put a showcase on. And he's just gone from there, he's gone, fuck, he's honestly, if you went, on, just, there's a couple of guys trying to keep up with, Des Moore is a really good beer writer, there's another guy, I forget, um, does another thing of London Beer Guide, and he's literally like, Pop, 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 pop with new breweries. Wow. And the, the quality, you'd be amazed, actually, if you go around. There's, you know, there's some always some weak ones in the, in the field. It's going to happen. That's um, the nature of the beers, man. But some of the guys who, you know, have got a bit of clout behind them are really, I mean, it's, but it's, it's even Fuller's are stepping up the game. Even, you know, it's the import game is stepping up the game. The bar, the bar scene is blowing up as well. I mean, there's some really great bars in London now. Good beer dedicated. I'm ready, ready to say they're craft beer bars, because I kind of hate that term now. Yeah. And, um... Oh God! Do you have gastro pubs? That's well, where we started, isn't it? Get the first guy, well, yeah. yeah, but do people still call them gastro pubs? Because mm. they do here sometimes, and that it irks me. I don't know why. 
gastropub. It's not. I don't know. Good beer pubs. Uh, it's everything. This is the thing. Everybody slags off British food. Right. British food is now fantastic. I mean, it's, we don't quite have In and Out Burger yet, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you say craft beer in the UK? Beer. Oh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, that, like sounds, that. that sounds great. Yeah. But the, the thing is, we, we're so lucky because we've obviously got import beer, Germany, Belgium, France. You know, we've got fresh beer coming from there. And what the, the bits that are actually being replaced are the American imports. With you, we, We're brewing those styles of beers. And mm-hmm. fuck me, look at that. You're taking our jobs. Yeah. 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 You That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys win after all. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to talk uh, a little bit more about the, 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 the British beer scene. Uh, and then you brought a bunch of beers from South Africa. Yeah, so... We're going um, to chat about that as well. We're going to have a try at some of Chris's beers. Some Estonian beers, right? Chris, are you there? Hello. Hello! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you look very apprehensive that we're going to taste your beers. Yeah, well, they're mostly going to be dark stuff, so if you've got the sours beforehand, then that should be an interesting <laughs> contrast. <laughs> then we're all right. Well, we're going to put you in the dunk tank while we drink your beers. So if we don't like them, we'll throw the empties at, at the and just kind of drop you. It'll be great, right? Deal. Okay, perfect. Just used to that. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, and you've also worked in the hop industry. Yeah, so I left beer merchants. You still do. No, I left beer merchants. Yeah. yeah, now I work for what you guys refer to Haas, but we it's not actually technically correct, but it's... Uh, um, yeah, if we it's, say it, it's correct. It's the American way. You're on our turf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't get paid by those guys. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's, yeah. So I work for, yeah, work in the hop industry now. Okay. Uh, which is kind of a bit of a, um, that was a change of pace. I bet. Um, going from sort of running a big online beer store to, um, so I stopped brewing back in 2011, then came back into, bought, yeah, then the Brew Wolf came available. Okay. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now I work for Haas. So go on. And so now, and then, and then on top of all that, you're going to be opening a brewery. You are yeah. opening a brewery. You're in yes. the middle of opening a brewery. Yep. So then they bought the brewery, they closed the Brew Wolf. They offered me the kit. I bought the kit. Shipped it down to Dover, where I live. Okay. And, yeah, thrown it in an old, an old warehouse that actually is an old brewery site. So oh, wow. a brewery shot in 1962. It was opened in 1820. That's cool. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. And I like got all the trials and tribulations with local planning. <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of shit. Oh, so fun. that's what I mean, folks. It's going to be kind of a weird show. And we have like, a thousand beers uh, I feel like this is the uh, the the Beavertown show all over again. We have tons of beers to kind of choose from, but pretty much we're going to be sitting down talking with Phil, talking with Chris, just about beer in general, uh, tasting different beers that we've never had before, and kind of talking about a lot of a lot of uh, goos. I think to you drink got through a also shit ton of really good goos. Hope you have. Uh, hope you brought your heart medication or whatever oh, you yeah. take, Doc. Bad. I know you guys like you. I always used to bring you goos back in the day, so I thought, well, yeah. oh, I never got any of that, so don't worry about it. No, we won't talk about that. Oh. No. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Things have changed here. Anyway, uh, so we're going to take a break here, folks. Uh, and then uh, when we're going to come back, we're going to chat more about kind of just beer around the world. We're going to drink beer. We're going to talk about beer. If you guys have any questions, hit the chat. Uh, 888-401-2337. That's not the chat room. That's the phone number. Uh, it's the Brewing Network. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? 
21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. The Vault, created by White Labs. The Vault is a collection of new, creative, and unique yeast strains from around the world. These strains have never been available to homebrewers. Most have not even been available to professionals. You have the power to release the yeast. Through the Vault, White Labs is giving you the power to decide which strains are put into production and giving you the opportunity to brew with these strains. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and pre-order the yeast strain of your choice and encourage your friends to do the same. Once 250 pre-orders have been achieved, White Labs will put that strain into production. The strain will be mailed directly to your doorstep, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. This program was created with the home brewer in mind. White Labs is relying on you to help release these strains, which may blaze the way for future new and unique beers. Help release the yeast. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. 
Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing Beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. Casters are back. It ain't 401 beer. Whatever. All right. Thanks for hanging on, everybody. Before we get back to the beer, I want to tell you guys about a pretty awesome homebrew competition. Speaking for the the, the feedback, it's not uh, we're not putting on, but we are sanctioning it. It's called Celebration, and the Gold Country Brewers Homebrew Club, which is a sort of local club does, uh, is now accepting interest for the annual Celebration Homebrew Competition. It is not only AHA and BJCP sanctioned, but it's the first official competition to be Brewing Network sanctioned, which is a pretty big deal. What does that mean? It means that we approve it. We like the way that the Gold Country Brewers run homebrew club meetings, and uh, we want to further their competition. Cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty neat. Uh, the comp is now accepting all beers that fall under the 2015 BJCP guidelines, so be sure to double-check your entry sheets before submitting people. Registration is now open, and it closes on September 24th. Yesterday? It closes yesterday. Um <laughs> Well, the competition is on October 8th, so it's too late to register. But they also, of course, like every uh, competition, need stewards and judges. So if you guys want to uh, be cool and help out your local homebrew community, email BOD, that's B-O-D, at goldcountrybrewers.org. Um, and tell them you want to judge and steward, or even if you're nervous about it or you want to be a BGCP judge, but you you know don't have the, the chops for it yet, email them and see if you can just kind of hang out and sit in. I've, I've been to a couple competitions where... Um uh, you know, people are just kind of sitting with the other two judges to learn more, even more about judging or to see if they want to do it or something like that. Uh, and the Gold Country Brewers are, are they're good people. It's a uh, BN sanctioned thing. So if you want to email Bod, let him know that you are a BN listener and uh, maybe he'll roll the red carpet up for you. I don't know. It's kind of cool just to sit in on a, on a judging panel because they'll oftentimes give you the beers that they're tasting. So you can kind of work through with them what what's going on, and uh, it's yeah. pretty fun. You've been yeah. Yeah. enough I'm of these before, sure. right, Tasty? That's it's what great. happens. I see people do it all the time. Yeah, so let them know you're coming. That way, they can have a lunch ready for you. Yeah, email Bod, um, and uh, yeah, ask people. You know, see if you can. Go. But definitely, they need stewards and judges. Every competition can never have enough stewards and judges. So check it out. Even though we missed the the uh, the deadline. Um, you know, hang out at the party October eighth and uh, become a steward or a judge. I think that'd be pretty cool. 
excuse me, I'm burping like crazy, man. I don't know. I got fucking sick in Hawaii in my last two days. Drink some beer then. Mm. I'm trying, man. Too many tiki drinks. Uh, not enough, maybe. That was so. Oh, yeah, so we went to we went to Hollow Notes. Okay, yes. we went to the Hollow Notes show. Um, Doc wasn't there. No. Um, and uh, so we're sitting on the lawn, and apparently you can rent chairs. And I didn't know this. It was five bucks for like a low profile lawn chair. So I'm like, fuck yeah. So, you know, we brought, bought a big thing, had a big group, and it was a cool thing. Uh, bought a big blanket. And there was this fucking chick behind me who was like in my back pocket the entire show. Like in, in my back pocket. Nice. But she was on her blanket and she wasn't on mine so i didn't like want to turn around and be like well, get, can you seriously give me like a foot that'd be great but the whole show i smelled menthol mm. it's kind of like the asian lady in the grocery store the one right behind you <laughs> yeah maybe oh, they're like right on you they're right and on you, you turn around and you're bumping them well this that's kind of how this was but i i smelled like cough drops oh, oh. phil broke glass phil's angry that's the first one ever Hey, Bev, would you, Bev, oh, would you mind uh, grabbing a towel for Phil? Bev, would you, someone, can someone help me out and tell Beverly that we need a towel? Please, thank Be- you. Beverly, we need or a towel. Clean producer? up in our five, the show's producer. We need a towel. He's got to produce. Yeah. That's really bad. Eh, he did all right. It's fine. No, no, that was a good beer, it. yeah. That's too bad. Uh, anyway, so I think this chick got me sick from fucking breathing on me. So after a the week show. later. It wasn't a week later. I got sick. Well, it was almost a week later. Three, four days. Is that enough? I don't know. Because mm. oh, inc- I, I, I incubation. Tur- yeah. After, yeah. After the after the show, I no, turned it around. The, it was the plane flight. I turned yeah. around and I and I and she was like her foot was underneath my chair. That's how close she was to me. That was it. She then. was sitting Indian style. Yeah. That close to me, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So I think that was it. And as I woke up like Wednesday with a sore throat, and then it took a couple yeah. days, and just I was done. Yeah, man. don't ever sit over anyone else's feet, especially strangers. It was it was totally my fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. but it was I was pissed because like Friday I didn't do shit, and then Saturday um, we went to Waikiki for the last night. I don't know why, and uh, they have a ton of tiki bars there, like Honolulu, essentially, okay. right? And so I was stoked to be like to go out to tiki bars and, and do the whole kitschy touristy sure. thing. Yeah. Fucking yeah. sick as a dog, dude. I spent uh, the entire two days in the fucking hotel room. But you, you took it like a man. You didn't complain at all. Oh right? my, I'm the worst patient. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Every five minutes, yeah. I rolled over to Tara's like, I'm sick. And she goes, I know. Right. I'm sick. And she said, you, "You mind if I go out and?" I told her, stuff? "I was like, I was like, go out." She goes, "No, I don't want to go out. I fucking hate it's. It was, it's basically like uh, Santa Monica or or like uh, you know Anaheim. I don't know. It's just kind of a. Sh- it was kind of stupid. There's a lot Waikiki of Waikiki. Kind of sucks. A lot of homeless too. There's a lot of homeless folks. They keep them out of Waikiki. You, know you were in your hotel room. They keep them right out of Waikiki, but well, we right outside of that. Tons of them. There's yeah, there were kind of a lot of them. Anyway, I was really disappointed. That's my story. I don't know how I got on that tangent, but that was my whole. Well, because you were sick. Because I was sick. Oh yeah, so I'm sitting here like tasting all these beers. Like, is this supposed to taste like this? This <laughs> no. beer taste. What are we drinking, Phil? This tastes awesome. Oh, you don't have here. Oh yeah. So no. just uh, I brought these back for you guys. Um, That's nice. That yeah, it's uh, Sugar Man by Woodstock down in Woodstock in Cape Town, and Murray uh, is a huge fan of yours, so he is. Shitting him so I wrote itself right now. <laughs> Get a uh, diaper, Murray. And well, uh, my, yeah, my favorite style. And yeah, he's um, killing it with this one. It's uh, a Belgian quad in a Pinot Noir barrel. In a Pinot barrel, oh, it's, oh, it's just killer. Um, oh, they spell color with a U down there. Yeah, color. Uh, well, because English. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, he's. Yeah, these guys are super cool. There's, uh, I mean, I don't. Mark, you had on the show. It's a good friend and colleague. Um, yeah. 
he's a he's you know he's 100 miles an hour that guy um but there's so many other i mean there's 150 breweries down there now um in cape town or in, in south cape, africa in, in south africa okay um can you wipe his crotch too bev no yeah, check out that barrel that, or that, oh, really? that, barrel, yeah, that bottle the, the label there's a lot I of mean, texture on the label so yeah oh, whoa. they've gone mm-hmm. to town on that it's I like mean, braille for you yeah it says <laughs> sugar man <laughs> you know you obviously know the story don't you sugar man no no. It's well, that, hold on, I'll tell you. <laughs> that Sixto, Sixto Rodriguez, you know, the um, Search for Sugar Man, the film. So this record was huge in Cape Town, in South Africa. Um, okay. And then he's, he's actually turned, they all thought he was dead. Turns out he's alive in Detroit. That just ruins the film there. Um, well, shit. <laughs> well. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, Gatchet on Netflix. But that's the name, obviously, that's where Sugar Man come from. Okay. It's the, I was really surprised. I hadn't been down to Cape Town. I went down there a million years ago, but... Um, obviously, with work, they sent me down there. I was blown away, and such a good community, some really energetic. It's a young place. It's such an exciting place. They've obviously got to deal with the BS of civic life down there, um, but it's yeah, the guys are really working hard to make. And they and this is just in the six months. So the six, I went down there in the January this year. So we're sixteen, yeah. So I went down there in January. I was down there in August. These I brought back up in August. And this is just in the last six months. These guys have popped these guys out. Um, I've always got the beer from uh, Rory Aguirre. He's a, another huge BN fan. Um, so Aguirre, Aguirre. A-E-G-I-R, they Aguirre, bought... Yeah. No, no, so, that's in, so in Woodstock where the, the bottle um, beard he's got okay. is from... Uh, there's a whole bunch of breweries in Woodstock. There's Mark's, Riot, there's Gallows Hill, guy called Schalken, his brother Christoph, have got that. They're, they're, I think they're doing all sorts of weird shit there. Um, Woodstock is their Californicator. It's killer. Um... But they're all, it's, just, it's, it's a great place to go. It's got the same sort of climate as here in the Bay Area, um, just without the traffic. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I, like, I like that. Yeah. It's, and they drive on the right hand, the right side of the road. Uh, and, well, um, the same side Correct as side? My side, not oh. your side. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the, I, just in six months, it's blown up. I mean, it is blown it, I would encourage anybody. I mean, it's a ball ache to get there from the U.S. Yeah. Um, but it's... It's, it's exciting, really genuinely exciting. I mean, okay. super passionate about being down there. I if mean, you're I'm, into the beer tourism, that's the... Yeah, I mean... There the, or London? We do London first, then Cape Town. Okay. Because there's a lot more to see in Cape Town, obviously, as well as, you know, Table Mountain, Sharks, and, and what have you as well. But it's, yeah. um, I think it's an experience, um, the Cape Town. And the guys are trying. I mean, this I can't emphasize as much as I can. They are trying so hard to, you know, to get people, to, to get everyday people drinking really good beer. And this is, you know, you, you're tasting. This is this would stand up against anything that's being brewed elsewhere. Oh, absolutely! This thing is uh, this thing is rich, and and you know, there, there's some roast malt at the end mm. that kind of carries through and cuts the sweetness down. It's it's amazing beer. I mean, seeing Doc chug it, it's like boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was freaking fantastic. Bev, we're gonna need we need some more glasses too. Please, thank you. That was Another fantastic. plus uh, to South Africa is apparently lack of government oversight because the only government warning on this whole bottle yeah. says oh, yeah, alcohol looks- reduces driving ability. Don't drink and drive. Everything else is stuff from on the either side of the road. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's not wrong. But, it's not wrong. but they don't talk about pregnancy. They don't talk about all the other things that apparently alcohol in the U.S. causes. Jeez. Yeah. But um, big PG runs Mountain Brew out in... Um, He's way out in God. Where is it? Worcester. I mean, this guy—he's a monster of a bloke. He's, but he's his family is so super welcoming. We went out there and did a, a retreat, a bunch of brewers, and um, 
it just just the enthusiasm. I bought again, bought a bunch of beers from here. I bought some rare barrel down there, and yeah, um, boy. Took some uh, just some random shit from around the world, just to try and get people to discuss different flavors and what have you. Um, I used to be a teacher, so you know, cards on the table. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be a special needs teacher. So hanging out with you guys is, is, is you know, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Kim Wood should get together and figure out how to make us better. Full circle. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, took, took the beers down there. And, um, yeah, they were just, just, just watching these guys getting really intense, you know, discussions about... Their, and then they're discussing those beers and they're discussing their... their it was like a homebrew meet, you know, yeah. a, but a nice convivial homebrew meet. With not good a, beer. With, yeah, with good beer. Their yeah. own beers as well. I mean... Uh, guys at Drifter are doing a coconut a coconut beer that's just stunning. It's not doesn't taste like freaking sunscreen. Uh, you know, um, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, but PG he invited us all down there. I mean, it, there's some sexy breweries in the world, but this we're sitting out on the brewery, the stoop of the brewery, and <laughs> this big view over the Breeder Valley. I mean, the the locations of some of these guys. Yes, they're urban. Some of them are like rural. Um, Saggy Stone, Estelles, those guys. I mean, Bruce at Estelles, he's got and he's the they are they're in beautiful beautiful locations like literally postcard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. wow because this is how, and this is the investment it's exciting to go down there and and see the scenery see the locations and then drink some fucking good beer um you know, you don't. I mean, and also you can go down there and have some pretty good wine as well. Apparently, so, so, <laughs> so I gathered that guy from Shady Oak didn't like wine. God, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, Steve, you're killing me, dude. Wine. Yeah. I drove up from San Diego yesterday, and uh, yeah, he. Uh, I listened to his show coming up of the Altamont Parcel, stuck up in traffic there, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I could show that one. So. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, I like Steve. He's, he, his, his beers are great, man. I was, yeah, I've kind of been looking out for them since I heard the show. I was like, oh, don't miss that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, the thing is, for work, I travel so much. I literally do not stop. And um, it's uh, the BN is, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of listeners. You, go, you had one in feedback saying, um, you know, it makes my community. I mean, you wouldn't believe the long haul flights. Your buds go in, and that's it. You know, <laughs> it's catch up with. Various tranches of the BN, and I generally sit there giggling, giggling, giggling to myself like a fucking village idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, but, well, so what are the what are the, the the trends down there? I mean, it, are they all kind of gravitating uh, I mean, towards dark beers, or is no, it no, kind no, of all no, no, no. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't. You know, come on, you, you don't ship IPAs. I mean, it, it's that was something we gave up in the back in the days from England, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> but it's. Um, Isn't that how it started? Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> the now you can say don't drop it on you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I figured you've learned that lesson. So the uh, sorry, Justin. Yes. Um, so the, the thing is, they jump, you know, lock, stock, and barrel into some fantastic IPAs and things like that down there. Um, it's a. It's literally like they've skipped fifteen years of the hard work. Mm. Not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah, they've gone literally out of the gate, wallop straight into craft beer, and it's it's it's, it's really interesting to watch it because I've watched so many. I've been doing this. I mean, I my mum sort of encouraged me to sort of homebrew back in the day, and then um, we I came back down from Manchester. I was at university. I was run, working in a brew pub. Did a few brews there. Um, that was fucking 96, 98, something like that. Um, okay. And, um, we, then we ended up... So you're old. Thank you. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's, yeah war stories. Um, so this, just watching different industry, you know, different tranches of the industry grow, watching the, the Bay Area, how much that's changed in the last few years, what's gone on in London, seeing this nascent scene going on in South Africa. Obviously, these young guys are leaving the Bay Area, uh, sorry, the Cape, 
they're going off and seeing else, other things elsewhere. You've got some they're really interesting world travel guys. I mean, Aggie, the guy you just hear, um, Rory, um, super, super cool guy. Yeah, he, we just busted open this bottle. Russ, yeah. Russ, R-U-S, Imperial Stout. Mm. Aggie, okay. Yeah, he's in the most beautiful little location down in Nordhoek Beach. Um, yeah, he's killing it on a little sort of 10-barrel system. Real beer made properly. I like that. That's nice. What do you think? So when you say uh, craft beer, you're not in, you're not including uh, traditional English styles, even though they're as, as craft as. Well, anything. It's all, that's that's a Venn diagram of all the same things, isn't it? I mean, well, when you are, when you say craft, you're saying like American style. No, no, uh, no. I mean, uh, to me, craft doesn't craft beer isn't it's the craft of brewing. It, okay. I, I see craft beer as a philosophical thing rather than a something that's codified. Um, okay. So that. then, brewery size would be a measure of uh, of craft. I mean, I here it used to be, but then the, the our craft breweries have gotten so big. I think that's where it's, that's where the BN, well, the BN, the BA, and things like that have got. Um, yeah, they've had to sort of there's a their inclusivity thing. I mean, yeah, for me, but that's yeah. I'm more like, what do, what do you guys call craft? I mean, is that typically small? small in, are you talking like? When you say guys like, like he went right into craft right up the you know? Oh, no, I'm talking about right the craft the, type styles. Styles. Thing. Yeah. Um, but okay. I, in that in that field down there an english style beer is still craft brewing it's because yeah. you're i think you're approaching beers from outside your local territory and you're um you're taking inspiration from beers from afar yeah. um i mean their californicator i believe was set up by a, um, an american their recipe was set up by an american brewer mm-hmm. way back when um this is woodstock the one the sugar man beer um it is a legit american ipa you'd something you'd have here uh-huh. by any you know and- you have access there to all the ingredients uh, to make to make that beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, to make yeah, it as yeah. Good they, as I mean, they have. Um, I, hold my ha- I hold my hand up. I do. Yeah. I mean, I do. I'm involved in the supply of the hops down there. Right. Um, but it's they're getting good gear. They 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 respect their ingredients. They um, they have knowledge. You know. I mean, that, that's the, that's the amazing thing. There was um, so the SAB, SAB uh, breweries um, had a homebrew club. Uh, their big Newlands brewery called the Warthogs, I believe. Is it Warthogs? Anyway, they had, and there's a there's a very very intense homebrew scene down there. Again, drawing much inspiration from you guys. I'm not blind seeing it, blind smoke up your bum, but it's um, <laughs> it's um, this is the influence of you know resources, knowledge, experience, yeah. and what's come of it. These guys, you know, mm. I mean, it's it's it was literally like walking into. Um, you know, just a whole new vista of um, good beer, and it's you know Cape Town. I'm sure five, right. ten years ago was right. not a lot really. Right. So yeah, so I, like I find like here, like what used to take five years to, for change, now it takes like six months or a year. Oh, Things happen yeah. so fast. Well, look how fast the. I mean, just to, not to, to be on the same drum, but the the hazy, cloudy, milky, yeah, juicy IPA thing. How fast that's transitioned across country? Oh my God! It's 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 like it just basically it, it eliminated the flyover country <laughs> because mm. all I hear about it is on the east coast, and then now suddenly it's on the but west. Coast. I mean, just a case in point. I mean, I came back from here. I brewed black IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I think there's me and JK. JK's a um, JK Rowling. I love her. She's a good author. <laughs> mm. Personal yeah. friend, huh? Cool. But um, yeah, JK is at Marvel now, but he used to be Thornbridge at the time. Um, okay. There's a, there's a he he or I brewed the same the first one. In the country, mine was very much inspired by Back in Black here, um, uh, when Jesse Houck was brewing at Two One A, and um, it's the. Tra- I mean, this is the thing. I come from a, a sort of kitchen hospitality um, background, so I think. I mean, the reason I came out here originally was I loved hops. Figured out I like that. Where's the best place to go and drink hoppy beer at the time? San Diego and San Francisco. Just so happens I have a bunch of family here 
So, of course, it was a, an easy excuse to say, see you later, Mum. Yeah. I'm off to go and see my family in, in the Bay Area. Right. Um, obviously, met Roger. Somehow became friends with him. Um, <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. easily. you got to get over the bullshit. So the, funny, the funniest <laughs> part is I actually met Claudia first. Oh, really? That's the best way. Yeah. And then the best way. Then I was standing in Cantillon about six months, eight months later. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Claudia's come through. To, I'm standing there, glass of Lambic, quite early in the morning. Um, next thing you know, Claudia's big hug, etc. Roger's gone. Why the fuck are you hanging, hugging this this bloke? In, 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 uh, <laughs> Roger's got Roger's got his airs on, and, yeah. um, yeah, and it's like Claudia's gone. This is Phil. This is Phil, and it's like, oh, dude, sorry, because yeah, he's about to punch me in the face. Yeah, it was yeah, touch and go, and so yeah, that's how we became. So I came out here drinking lots of hoppy beer mm-hmm. and then um but you can take inspiration i mean that's what i brought back to the bay area uh, sorry to, to london you know what's wrong with flavors moving around the ways and i think it's when i came out here it was to like to learn to cook indian indian food versus chinese food or italian food um that's what the way i took that was the sort of framework of, of learning i applied to what i wanted to to do and yeah. just so happens i learned from one of the best so i think so um don't tell him that um <laughs> he, he doesn't listen anyway it's fine well, I, I like that. I mean, you know, if you if you want to do the thing, whatever that thing is, go to the place where that thing's being done the best. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it, it beats you. You kind of beat a lot of trial and error, which it sounds like in South Africa. Those folks have kind of missed a lot of let's brew really shitty beer and learn on a curve and, and figure out our own trial and error. Mm-hmm. Let's let's learn from everybody else. Yeah. And it seems like that's where the industry has been for, for a while. And it's it's been and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's been helping everybody kind of come right. out of the gate with good beer. It, already. Right. It's, it's like there's that horrible analogy, uh, analogy uh, rising tide floats all boats. Yeah. Um, but it's also it accelerates everything. That's sharing. Everything's not nobody's working in a silo. I think it's, it's that sharing ability. You, and it's, the, it's also, I must, you've got to be able to take criticism. Healthy, honest, well-thought-out criticism. It's like if I give a beer to Tasty, give a beer to Doc, Beardy, and they say, dude, mm. you know, you know there's some, something coming down the pipe, pucker up, it's going to hurt. But you're, you're going to take something, you're going to take, get a takeaway from that. You're going to take it. Yeah. Or maybe do. I don't yeah, know. I guess. Fuck her up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's, my advice to you is really thin and long. <laughs> you don't know. So but, the, the relationship between brewers and, and uh, England, is it is it open as it is here like in terms of I think Lon- sharing Lon- knowledge and ingredients and stuff like that? London's being recognized as very, a very collegiate mm-hmm. sort of, I mean, just in case in point, Colonel, uh, they upscaled to a much bigger system. They gave their small four-barrel system to a guy called Andy, who runs Partizan. Andy's blown his little business up to not a very nice-sized business. Um, he's now shipped that brewery onto a guy in Spain, in Barcelona. Um, and that's their like, almost hand-me-downs. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, it's not just the ability to go and say, dude, can I nick five kilo hops? Dude, can I nick a, you know, a bit of carafe or something like that? It's... It's it's the willingness to actually, um, you know, fuck. I mean, Evan came in. Can I you know, have your brew house? No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. In no 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 certain terms, that's what it is. Would you like my brew house? Uh, wouldn't I? You know. It's, uh, <laughs> right. right. Um, it, it's what what a fantastic opportunity to to develop a business, to develop potentially income, potentially a you know a, le- a legacy business if yeah. that's where your mind is going. Yeah. Um, you can make opportunities, and again, 
there's such interest around beer brewing at the moment, you can actually create something of a positive impact of within your local community, you know, fair wages and et cetera, you know, good parties, charitable events and things like that. It's, you know, we're in a golden opportunity. And then how you apply those, your power, your strengths, your, um, you know, the things you have available to you is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, I think it's a testament to where the, the, the collegiate na- nature of, uh, of beer, this, the, the willingness to share. Okay. Wait, well, so brewing actually pays over there? I think owning your own brewery has more opportunity to pay. (laughs) Yeah. So, So, speaking of brewery, what's the name of your brewery that you're opening up in Dover? um, So, Breakwater. Breakwater. Boom. There you go. Um, So, I bought the brewery from Brew Wolf. They offered me, and I said, yeah, I had the cash available, strangely. And uh, bought the brewery, and then went, Hmm. What am I going to do with the fuck with that? Then? <laughs> <laughs> Guess I have to open a brewery. Yeah. Uh, hammer, so they gave me yeah. They, they, the part of their their licensing at the restaurant there was they had to have a brewery on site because once upon a time there used to be another brewery on site. Only in recent years, but um, Lambeth uh, Lambeth no, it was a uh, uh, I can't remember the council local council there, but they, one of their planning regs was they had to have that brewery in, in place. So I said until they close that brewery, they can keep the brewery there. Gave hmm. me a bit of breathing time to find a building. Nice. And um, things were ticking along. My life was I was working a bit at beer merchants. I was working back at a school again just to keep my arm in education. And, yeah, phone rings. Would you like to buy the brewery? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Why not? And um, they offered me, bought it for silly money. Had to get it out myself. Nearly chopped my hand off taking the the building out, taking the building apart, take the brewery out. Um, So be careful when you do these things. You need your right hand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For things. Yes. And... uh, Fuck, you know, all of a sudden I've got a brewery. And uh, yeah. there was, I thought, oh, you know, nice and casual. I'll worry about finding a building and, you know, started looking around. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't yeah. sweat it. You know, it's fine. I, then I sort of going, well, there's not many buildings coming up. <laughs> and then started doing a clever thing as I do and started putting, you know, RSS feeds on various property companies and then sending it through IFT and sending me text messages when buildings come up. So that little popcorn text message started occurring. No, 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 no. And then, of course, then the phone rings say, would you like to come and work at Bath House? Oh, that sounds fun. So not only that I bought a brewery, then I'd also gone and left beer merchants and, and the school and gone off to work for uh, Bath House. Um, yeah, then trying to find a building. Just luck would have it. I took a little brainstorm. I was sitting on the shitter. He, um, <laughs> the um, I decided to come up with a poster. I'll win, you know, win beer for a year if you can find me a building. I printed up a couple hundred of those. <laughs> went and pinned them around everywhere in Dover. <laughs> and about a week later, I got a phone call. Hey, are you looking for a building? Yeah. Uh, from the flyer, from the flyer, really, literally, I had one inquiry, <laughs> literally one guy, yeah, uh, Giles, and um, he said, "Yeah, my mate's got a building. Would you like to come and look at it?" When I look at it, and I was like, "It was full of bird shit. <laughs> I mean, windows kicked in, it's, you name it. It was horrific." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, that'll do," because <laughs> <laughs> you want more work. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just so happens, yeah, uh, guy who owns it, very cool, uh, very entrepreneurial type. So he's, yeah, he and I sort of put our minds together and uh, pulling that together. It's progressing nicely. Build it all out. Okay, okay, uh, hold on. There's like eight things I need to ask you in that one sentence. I just pictured train spotting. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you just roll into that building and Yeah, there's Do- Do- Dover is, um, I don't want to throw, I mean, it's, it's a lot of people do down on Dover. Uh, it's a beautiful place, I mean, and, we got obviously got the castle, which is incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. We got we got two thousand year old lighthouse. We got a thousand year old church. 
Um, we all, everybody knows the history of the place. I mean, it's a valley town right opposite France. I mean, it's 21 miles from France. I've lived there for the best part of 15 years. The White Cliffs, right? Exactly. That's what we're talking yeah, about, yeah. right? Contrary to, what's that guy? Was it Rick somebody. Rick Sambora. No, Rick, the oh. travel writer. Rick. Oh, Rick Steves. Yeah. God, that douchebag. He wrote something like, if you want to see the fucking White Cliffs of Dover, go and see him at Beachy Head. Bastard. <laughs> So, Where is that? That's about fucking 100 miles west of us. Oh, okay. Uh, west? Yeah, west of us. West? Yeah. So, yeah, okay. west. west. The yeah, same west as you have, yeah. Wow. Um, That's not right. There, no, your west is on the other side. <laughs> That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that was, yeah. But Dover's cool. Uh, it has its charms. It has its intro. Yeah. Where, you know, this building was derelict for... How old's your building? The building's 62, but prior to that, there was a brewery in there from... 1820 till 1960. It was an old brewery called uh, Harding's Wellington Brewery. It's an old school. There was eight breweries in Dover once upon a time. Wow. So it's, had, it's got, I mean, I, the more, being dorky, the, the, the more I've dug into these things, the more, there used to be Leanies at the front, Maxton, um, the Wellingtons, there was uh, obviously Dover Brewing Company. Um, there was a couple of soda pot companies, LVs and things like that. Mm. It's insane amount of history. And I mean, this is the thing with the amalgamation of breweries uh, back in the day in the UK. Um, you, all this history gets sort of put in a box and shoved in an archive somewhere. Yeah, um, it's yeah. important for, you know, maybe a couple of months after it's closed. Mm-hmm. People go, oh, remember that spot? It's gone it. now, and yeah. then that's it. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, it's a really nice site. Got a little waterfall right beside me. Sincerely, actually got a little waterfall um, right outside the, we've got a little terrace we put on there right opposite the, in the brewery. Um, so let's, let's 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 get back to the important part. So this guy won free beer for a year. For a year, but he's the only one that cared, Th- which is fine. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it only know, takes good one. Him. Mm-hmm. Only takes one. But I, I like the odds of. I mean, what are the odds, right? Uh, of, of, of printing up these flyers, having a hundred or so people see it, and then the one person it, who calls is a, the one person a who has brilliant a brilliant idea. Man, I got to give you a high five on that one. So oh, what yeah. kind of beer does he win? Like just a bunch of like Budweiser. Yeah, he can drink what if fuck he likes. Really? I've got a building with a brewery in it. Now. <laughs> So is was it, is it your beer? Yeah, but like once you get up and running yeah, and yeah, bring yeah. beer, he he drink there for free for a year. For a year. So he's fuck. He drinks awesome. a lot. I hope so. Like tasty a lot. Oh no, Englishman, <laughs> Englishman for a lot. That's scary. So. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if he was more of a cider guy. He's yeah. like, eh, you know. That's well, fine. in case I find myself there someday, what kind of lineup would I expect to find at Breakwater Brewing? Um, yeah, I, people know me for hoppy, for hoppy beer, so, so we'll, it be, will be uh, hoppy beer. What represented there? Yeah, but I mean, I, about the beers? I've got to cover uh, a lot of bases. There's a lot yeah. of people locally want to drink. There's, um, you know, like we call them um, pale and hoppy, pale and hoppy, mm-hmm. and they're three point eight percent, pretty much like your session IPAs, sure, except better. Oh, yeah, except better. They're better. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> will they be U.S. hops? Well, they're not called yeah, session IPAs. Well, just, one. Just, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, pale. I was just yeah. about yeah. to travel all the way there. No, I'm not. No, that's good. Um, <laughs> so just the, kidding, man. Um, I want to go there, but it's yeah, it, it's just the opportunity to make. And I love brew pub brewing because you can the interface you have with the customer to say, "Do you like that? What's wrong with it?" or what would you like? Yeah. Do you want lighter, stronger, darker? What are you, you know? after? Yeah, yeah um, you person X. Because that's what, one yeah. of the things of beer styles. You know, you do. If, I mean, I do get frustrated when I was. They want a, a brewer wants to nail a beer style. Fine, do it. But is that what your customer wants to drink? Right. And I think there's, there's so many opportunities we miss if we get too anal about brewing down those channels. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, it's a fact you can't, we went field work, couldn't it? It was four or five, six IPAs on tap. It was, it, everything was golden hoppy. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and they're all different. Hmm. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's, 
So, but that's what that crowd wants. Right. Um, and fair play to the guys. I think it's it's outstanding. I, you so. know, when I first heard when I first heard of of, of that brewery opening up and, and the lineup they had, I was like, really? Do we need a fucking place that brews eight nine IPAs? Mm. And then you know, I went there and I was like, ah, this isn't it's not my scene. But they came in and they brought beers that were not their IPAs, mm. and they were awesome. And so now it's like, do, however many IPAs you want to drink, that's fine. But as long as you're brewing other shit, because not everybody wants to, to drink IPAs. Right, Doc? Like, you and I, we'll drink Pilsners all day yeah. long. Uh, all right? day long. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to just be like you. Damn, do we need five or six IPAs? And, yeah. and I'm like, ah. But IPAs are changing now. And so I'm kind of getting more on board with them. I would I, agree. I they're, 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 I think they're, they're, their body is dropping a little bit. The sweetness is dropping a little yeah. bit. The hops are, are not as – it's not bitterness anymore. Not bitterness. I think it's a lot it's, of flavor. It's, it's yeah. flavor. It's stone I, fruits. It's, it's, it's uh, the melons and, the, and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And, and still, you could and as, as, uh, I hated IPAs a lot because a lot of bars would put them on, and they would kind of crowd out. Any other chance yeah. that you would have of opportunity of, 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 of a selection? Too much, yeah. right? But now I think a lot of that's changing. So I don't really slag off on breweries a whole lot, but brewing just IPA, IPA, IPA because they're starting to brew other stuff. Um, just a case in point. I mean, Chris and I flew into Seattle last week. We had a tool around Ballard, and we ended up in Holy Mountain. Mm-hmm. And fuck I me, mean, those guys are making good beer. Um, and they had a couple of hoppy beers on, a couple of nice pale ales, a bunch of sort of funky, weird, Foda type stuff. Um, but brilliant. Every, but the hoppy beers were eminently drinkable hoppy beers, um, but they weren't rape your face. And I think we've gone <laughs> we've gone over that. I mean, I, I mean, I had cards on the table. Obviously, working for a hop company, you know, tooling around breweries. First beer, I always everybody goes, oh, do you want to try my IPA? And I'm like, yeah, thanks, that'd be lovely. Thirty a day, man. It gets a little bit wary. Oh man. Um, so you know, I think we are. I think I yeah. I can't reinforce how much you're saying. It's it's we are going through a, a sort of redefinition of, of what is IPA, and I'm fucking pleased about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like going back to Fieldworks, we had a flight of like six beers last night. Five of them were IPAs. Just accidentally reading through the descriptions, they were all so different. Like mm. they all looked different. They all tasted different. Yeah, they're they're killing it with that with the multiple IPA game. I'll give them but that. I, for you sure. just got, I mean, the New England IPA thing. Just uh, I mean, I've. What's one style I've actually paid a little bit of interest in? I mean, we were over at CBC. Um, when was that? April, May? Uh, uh, April. Yeah. And uh, we, I finished up and saw you there, Tasty. I went, when, uh, we went a couple of times field work, not off, um, tied hands. Yeah. And then we went, uh, I went on up to New York and then, um, um, what's it called? Uh, is it Treehouse Trillium? Mm-hmm. Uh, Something like that, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it was a real enlightening. I mean, going out to Monkish uh, this week. That drink, there's. I just to close a point on those any IPAs. There's good ones and there's bad ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's. I mean, monkish ones. I had. Um, yeah, some pretty fucking killer ones. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, well, that's good. I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well make a good beer. Exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah. They're, they're, I'm so pleased that IPAs. You know, not just the you know overly bitter. God, that's you know, it, Ooh, that's or, where, or, that's Pliny, or Pliny clones. That's where his head and so mm. much was uh, more bitter, more bitter, more bitter. Mm. Yeah, just going that way into palate killer. Mm. Well, and it's I, also I've the, always me, hated it because of that. It's um, the alcohol for me. It was just you have one or two of them, and you know, yes, wobbly boots come on. That's you know? me. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm well, you got to work your liver a little better than that. Oh, I've, done, I've done that in the last <laughs> few weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, talk, talk, seriously, talking about IPAs, um, we, yeah, we left Seattle. We went down to Boneyard, a bend. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, those are good beers. Yeah, they um, make good beers, uh, Tony is a fucking nutcase. But he, they're all, they're <laughs> yeah. all insane. Like, we camped near them at, for the Firestone. Oh, man. They're all completely fucking nuts. Like, yeah. they, they, did the, they were doing this thing in their trailer where, like, you get a temporary tattoo, but you had to get slapped in the ass, like, really hard three times. Like, bare at It's just the weirdest fucking perverted shit but it was a black they were it all sounds like fun it was great fun right <laughs> they, you know they bring the party we missed out yeah, yeah. no we didn't. no no, <laughs> no, no i don't no, think you no, did no. Well, i had a different experience but here let, let's take <laughs> a break bad. we've been kind of uh, rambling on for a while we're going to come back i want to talk hops around the world i want to talk about what people are talking about now for hops and uh, drink more beer it's the session we'll be right back You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star treatment today. If you haven't heard, there's a completely new brand of brewing equipment. Kettles, burners, and accessories. Trustworthy, everyday gear that helps you forge and shape outstanding beer the way you want. It's called Anvil Brewing Equipment. Hi, I'm John Palmer. You may remember me from such self-help books as How to Brew, Brewing Classic Styles, Water, and the Brew Strong Podcast. I am very pleased to announce the debut of Anvil Brewing Equipment from Blickman Engineering. I have been working closely with them these past few years to develop products that combine the best of materials, features, and price point. Each of these products has been developed, tested, and reviewed to meet these ideals and bears the Palmer Brewing Solutions stamp of approval on the packaging. Anvil Brewing Equipment, inspired by Palmer, built by Blickman, and made for you. Check out anvilbrewing.com. Anvil. Durable. Reliable. Dependable. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. 
Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Sticking around, everybody. Before we get back to tasting some great beers, I want to tell you guys about Great Fermentations. They have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the biz at using Blickman products. They offer top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on many items. Check them out at greatfermentations.com. Be sure to like them on Facebook at GR8 Fermentation, and find them on Instagram and Twitter as GR8 Fermentations. Greatfermentations.com. I love the well, sound of... that was of, really good. It's good, right? It's a good re- that was a good live read. Yeah, apparently my tantrum worked. Yeah, and yeah. Which is nice. It's always nice when your tantrum actually works, and you don't just come off like a big baby for no reason. You get current copy. <laughs> yeah, I get... Yeah. I, I sent an email. I was like, oh, look, I don't know who owns the sponsor, but we sound like retards. I'm just going to say it right now. Like, we don't... More so yeah. than normal. Right. Like, what, first of all, what person... Is this the third person or the first person? Where, where Who who are we talking about currently? <laughs> we can anyway. do anything we want. <laughs> That's true. Anything. That's true. Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. We are now going to stop talking to Phil... And we're going to start poking at Chris. Hey, Chris. How cool. you doing, buddy? He's on Give it. me we'll that. Be oh. uh, thank you very much. All right, Chris, say the name of your, your brewery again, please. <laughs> All right, so it's Pushela. P 
P-O-H-J-L-A. J-A-L-A. Yeah, exactly. Pukula. With the squiggly O over there. Squiggly O. And that means like northern lands, northern territory. Okay. How long did it take you to learn that? I'm still learning. <laughs> Every time I try and say it, I have a little bit of doubt in me. <laughs> so where are you from, man? Are you not from... Uh, well, where, where's your brewery located? You said Estonia, but... Yeah, so the brewery's in Estonia, just uh, just bet- sandwiched between Finland, Sweden, Russia, etc. Okay. You're just We're driving kind of, through and Yeah, exactly. Stop. Just, <laughs> this is a good spot. Ran out of you, gas and there you go. You might go. not want to take a little bit more to a right. Sort of <laughs> Don't walk too far in that direction. No, um, how, did you, how did you end up brewing in, in Estonia? So originally, I'm from uh, from the UK, like born up in Scotland uh, rather than England. I could okay. tell that. <laughs> That's good to know. Oh, oh definitely. It's definitely. Uh, you don't like this bloke. It's great, it's great to know. Just in case I, I, I wore some it. extra special sandals. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's the Scottish flag. Doesn't work on radio. <laughs> anyway, um, I've never seen those. So yeah, I was, uh, I was brewing up in Scotland. With, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm laughing at Doc, not you, Chris. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the laughing at me will come later. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or at me, rather. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I was brewing up in Scotland with uh, with Brewdog, a tiny little brewery up there. Uh-huh, and, yeah. Uh, hmm. Met the guys that wanted to start up the brewery, and we just we kept in touch. I was ready to get out of Scotland, and okay. Estonia kind of wooed me. How? It's, uh, well, for one, you it's a country wife. which has... Not yet. <laughs> it's got the highest ratio of women to men in the whole world. No, it doesn't. So How's that working? Literally what? does. How's that working? Awesome. Ask Phil. She's lovely. <laughs> doesn't know where his eyes are. Um, <laughs> Get you. Whoops. Uh, but yeah, so so between that, between the fact that it looks like a medieval village in the ca- and mm. castle, it's uh, it's a beautiful place. And it just kind of won me over. And the fact that I got to, the chance to do whatever I wanted with the beer was another pretty wow. big win. And it's got 24-hour drinking. Okay. Yeah. I, I might need to move but. to Estonia. You didn't believe me, right? I didn't believe you. So apparently, <laughs> and I don't want to say that you're wrong, but the Northern Mariana Islands, has the, uh, which is a commonwealth of the U.S., so essentially the U.S. has, has more. Uh, second is Estonia. What do you think of that? But like, more women but to like, men ratio? Yeah, like uh, Northern Mariana has like 1.06 at birth, and Estonia has 1.063. By birth? Yeah, I don't know what that means, man. Because uh, got to get them young. I, I guess. Know. I don't Stop know. Stop it. That's terrible. Jesus. You should Google image Estonia, though, because that makes me want to live there. Really? It's gorgeous. It's a very, very, it's a great place. It's beautiful. I mean, I've, I've yeah, been up to Chris's festivals and what have you up there, and it's, yeah, it's worth going. Okay, so it has it has a, a bunch a bunch of good looking women. Well, he didn't say that. He just said more women. <laughs> well, that's probably men. true. That's where somebody's eyes should be. Wow. Okay, so how do you get there? Uh, you take a plane by from here. <laughs> how did, somewhere else. How did you uh, get there, <laughs> dummy? <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much. I met the guys that started the company, and we just wow. we stayed in touch. We. Yeah, you're looking at the photos, and that's really yeah. what sold the place to me. Wow, there's just, a wolf. You have wolves out there. You get bears. It's there's one nature. The, you're like you're a, you're encouraged to shoot bears out there. We've really? Got, we've got too many. Doc, Estonia bear hunting trip. I'm gone. I shoot. I can drink beer and shoot bears. <laughs> just don't just All don't day. flip it. At the I'll same probably time. end up just drinking beer. But the further you yeah. scroll down, there's a man sitting with a bunch of sheep reading an iPad. <laughs> I fucking love it. Sheeps and Come iPads, to Estonia. Uh, I just, I just picture the movie Hostel. <laughs> hmm. No, that's further south. 
<laughs> not the capital city, anyway. Right. But okay. yeah, we, we have a nice little contrast between the old town looking like it's preparing for a Shrek invasion. Yeah, totally, <laughs> right? And Wi-Fi available in all the forests. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. On every it's, like, it's like one of the most connected places in the world, isn't it? Digitally. Mm. It's because because yeah. really? all the women. No, Skype came from you, there. You want no. to be connected. Yeah. <laughs> Skype came from Estonia. Yeah, it was developed in Estonia. Skype was there. Kazaa was there, if anyone remembers that. I thing. do. I stole a lot of music. From, yeah. I had a lot of Trojans from Kazaa. <laughs> had to de-infect a computer and plenty <laughs> right, of yeah. Okay, so, so you're in Estonia. You've made it and you're brewing beer. Yeah, and basically, like, the way that we started off is, like, Estonia is also amongst the home of Skype. It's the home of the Baltic Porter, which mm-hmm. the Swedes okay. don't like to acknowledge. They say that it was them, but oh, really? we know that it was us. <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, the way that we started off is we didn't want to just brew a pale ale and IPA. We thought, let's kick the doors down. Yeah. Let's brew a Baltic Porter, 9.5% originally. Now it's a little bit higher. Yeah, um, yeah, and show the Swedes who's boss. Yeah, exactly. Take it back. And the cool thing was, it's like, we looked back into the history records after brewing it, and... No one had been brewing Baltic Porter in the home of the Baltic Porter for, like, we know it's at least 50 years. Wow. The, uh, the large state-run, Soviet-run brewery doesn't show us any records further back than that, so historically we've got no idea past that. But uh, It's like they weren't even real. The records weren't even kept. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, well, all the people were killed. That <laughs> right. explains why this is the palest Baltic porter I've ever seen. <laughs> Not this glass. one, Warren. <laughs> oh, oh, this yeah. isn't it. Okay. Is there a lot of, of, like, the craft... I would imagine the craft beer influence, uh, from what you're saying, is kind of creeping back into these old places that have been brewing, have a long history... Um, and there's some resurgence in, you know, yeah, old, old like, retired styles. Like when we started off uh, three and a half years ago, there were only three breweries in the co- four breweries in the country. There was Saku, there was Alacoque, um, and a few other smaller ones. And nowadays, like just in that short of time, we're up to about 20 actual breweries. Wow. Like physical breweries. And then when you throw in contract brewing, we're up to like 80 or something. Really? I can't keep hmm. track. What's it's, the, it's what's like the head count? 1.2 million. Yeah. So... Oh. Per capita, we're pretty good. Yeah. But they're, then, right, they're right geographically. They're right opposite Helsinki. I mean, it's, okay. it, it's a 15-minute flight from Helsinki. Oh, geez. So, yeah. It's, and to go drinking in Helsinki is like going drinking in Norway. It's uh, us. Yeah, it's Finland. It's wow. Yeah, like, let's say I would normally pay for a pint about $4 <laughs> for one of our beers in Tallinn. I go over the pond to Helsinki, and if I have to pay only, like, $10, that's pretty good. Mm. I'm already ahead. So, wow. so worth the plane trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's what they do. There's a shitload of fins come across on ferries. I mean, those those ferry boats go across. They're they're basically party boats. And, uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. So. No. They wow. bring like luggage carts, and if you bring back like I think it's two and a half cases of beer, you've effectively you've paid for the whole journey over there. It's <laughs> right. insane because the difference is so huge. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Jeez. It's is there like, a lot of that? Like people trying to make their money back? Oh, essentially? God, yeah. Really. Yeah. Like wow. to their friends. Yeah. How do you even wow. function during the day? I mean, that's a, that you have to be a high functioning <laughs> alcoholic. I don't know if I can hang. Oh, those, these guys those. are insane. Like they go in the boat. They start off with bingo and karaoke and beers at like seven a.m. Oh, seriously, drinking in Scandinavia, you guys are you're nothing. No, this is. Like, uh, this I, is I, I feel I don't nothing. Doubt it. I feel like nothing. <laughs> yeah, Rick Steves has showed me that all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So what are we drinking here? We're drinking this... Uh... Yeah, so this is Mutant Disco TQ. It's our uh, white IPA that we... Uh, the name Mutant Disco, it's like the name of the longest-running party night in Tallinn. Uh, back bef- back when the sort of the Iron Curtain fell, then beforehand you had to smuggle in cassettes of the Smiths, 
And okay. right afterwards, then you could do what you liked. So, you know, you had these massive parties, drugs, all sorts of abuse going on. And, uh, and they just kept on rolling. So we brewed this rolling. one originally for the 18th birthday of that party. And then we found out after we released it, after we'd had a few more beers, that it was actually their 17th anniversary. <laughs> we kind of mucked up there. Um, well, they should change it for you. It felt yeah. like the 18th. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's Europe. You drink when you're 17, yeah. basically. Yeah, least. you're all right. <laughs> so we thought, like, let's mix up beer and cocktails because that's what you would kind of do at this sort of fa- this party. Okay. And uh, tequila, lemons citrusy hops and IPA it was pretty perfect marriage yeah and uh, then we decided for this special at least stick it in tequila barrels that we got a hold of and uh, and that really hammered at home that really brought out like the agave uh, doc you were saying earlier like a bit of chamomile yeah a bit of chamomile it's, it's definitely there's some some herbal spices yeah I, I mean I would even yeah. say it's it's almost like a like a like a vit beer in the spice realm yeah. in the aromas right oh yeah there's there's definitely something else going on in there and when you told me agave yeah that makes a lot of sense mm. yeah but it's 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 a delicious it, beer, man. Yes, it is. It's complex, too. Mm-hmm. So he, he, yeah, cover your ears. He, he doesn't like bad beer. Uh, it's, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's well balanced, too. It's not too sweet. It's not too heavy on the spices. So I, I didn't know Chris um, not too long ago, and uh, we sort of met up through through my new, new job and uh, went up to his festival. They have a uh, big festival, and it was actually in a Soviet submarine base at the time. And, uh, yeah, I was doing the rounds, doing the rounds, drinking everything, and I just kept going back to Chris's beers. Just, yeah, literally all the way back. Oh, no, go back to him. There we go. Another one. Another nice. One. Yeah. Well, and, and you're, you're no dummy when it comes to beer, man. It's, uh, yeah, the next bottle you're going to open is, that's fucking amazing. So. How do you, how do you, so, okay, so on your label, it, it, it's pretty funny. There's a <laughs> agave and some tough-looking dudes and a bunch of pills, or is that Skittles? I can't tell. Let's call them, let's call them Quaaludes. Uh, and lemons, so what do you, what do you put in this beer? Is it all Why just... Why they called Quaaludes lemons back in the day? <laughs> do they really? Oh, yeah. No, man. Um, are there any additives yeah, so in the beer? One, it does have the lemons. Okay. Uh, but that, that's basically it. Yeah. There are Quaaludes in it. <laughs> Great. Great. <laughs> That, that would account for the bitterness. <laughs> How do you? Where did you add those? The um, the quaaludes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> During the mashing process, oh, obviously. Of course, yeah. right. Oh, I I knew that. They're I not illegal in Estonia, yeah. apparently. Because I mean, you, you you smell the beer and it smells like fresh lemon rind. Mm. Yeah. So what you know, we did and for not this the one. pith, not the white shit, but the actual like thing, man. The zest. It's such a pain in the ass. I, it uh, smells like it. <laughs> we, we are zesting lemons for days. Oh god, <laughs> it's, it takes much longer than you ever thought it ever would. Oh, I'll just yeah. like, I'll just mash in and then I'll start zesting. Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> oh man, you're you're holding the boil so because you're still fucking zesting. How this many? Was, how many? How much zest per? You know, whatever you brew. What's what's your your size? Your batch size? So we uh, <laughs> we've got a ten barrel kit, but then we're like twenty barrel fermenters. Okay. Um, no point doing anything less, basically. Yeah. And then however many barrels we can fit in our tiny barrel room. Okay. Um, but yeah, so this one was uh, we were using something like 
six to eight kilos of like the actual zest inside a twenty barrel batch. Around about, it's like a thousand pounds. It's, 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 well, it's about his weight. It's, <laughs> 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 Dom, this is probably the first time you can actually ever take sizes jokes on somebody. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think Chris is shorter it, than Doc. Kind of felt good too. <laughs> now you know how you see we why feel. Do it. Yeah. Welcome to the party, Doc. All right. Yeah. Because you, you know we you got outside this room and me and him we got to defend ourselves after <laughs> yeah. this. You mid-sized man, you. <laughs> So you, you have the all the zest. So about 15 yeah. pounds. Where do you throw them in? Yeah, so basically what we did for this one, wow. normally with the unbarrel-aged version of this beer, we chuck it in uh, basically after dry hop when the beer's cooled down to, I'm going to say, in metric zero degrees Celsius. Okay, um, we'll do the math. Sweet. 30, yeah. 78 yeah. degrees. Yeah, there we go. 30-something. Hotter than the sun. <laughs> yeah. we've, we've actually, we've got a mahine that we bottle off of, and uh-huh. we got the model just before they put on the metric conversion, so I've had to learn, like, very uh-huh. Fahrenheit temperatures. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so you could have said it in Fahrenheit, but you were just, you just wanted to fuck with us. Exactly. No, that's good. Here to educate. Yeah. We deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so pretty much we, uh, we add them in the, sec- the, uh, the sort of, after the fermentation. For this particular one, just to kind of uh, keep the aroma of those as good as we could, we put them in after we'd pulled it out, of, after we'd racked it out of the barrels stuck, and stuck it back into a fermenter. Same with the dry hops on this oh. one. We dry hopped it. You're going to bottle out of the fermenter then? Yeah, nice. exactly. That's a, that's a fantastic tasting beer. I've never tasted anything like it, to be completely honest. I mean, yeah. I don't drink a lot of white IPAs either, but... Really unique. That's a very, It's very super unique, right? Just calling a white IPA doesn't, doesn't do it justice. There's too much going on in there. That's a good point. Just yeah. calling a white, oh, white IPA. That's just too simple. There's too much going on well, in Well, what is thing. a white IPA? Tell me the base, the base beer for well, this. Well, I mean, we had to put IPA in the label just... To make it sell. I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. So there's no hops in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but the, uh, the white IPA, that's, that's something that I've always been playing around with. That Brewdog, I think... I think I probably brewed the first white IPA in the UK. I don't know that. Phil, you could probably correct me on that. I don't know. Um, it was draft only. And, uh, like, for me, a white IPA, I know that you guys have a load of different ones up in the States, a load of different examples. For me, it uses shitloads of oats, lots of uh, wheat, and uh, it's got a sort of more New Zealand hop characteristic to it. Um, sometimes okay. coriander, sometimes not, but no special yeast in there, just standard. We use San Diego Super in this one. Oh, well, that's probably why you got... The wit characteristic out of it, mm. JP. Oh because yeah, for of, sure. Right? Because the oats and the wheat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was even thinking just from the, the spice. Right. Like it tasted like a coriander addition or something, something like that. But, but it also had a, it not. had a it had a great mouthfeel to it. wasn't <laughs> wasn't thin, yes. wasn't dry. It just right. It, it just balanced. It was fucking killer. I, I wish said, I wish we could pronounce your your brewery's name so we could tell people. Keep to go going. Buy one it. more time. Pujava. <laughs> Close. It's just you can anglicize it, just Poyala. Poyala. Mm. But it's Pujala. Pu- Pohyala. 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 Mm. Oh, yeah. Pohyala. I like when you oh, say it, you're like, right. it's like, it blue, dude. Come on. <laughs> you should know this by now. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Said it twice, right? <laughs> um, should be just, enough. Just uh, going on to the naming, then, uh, this is going to be another fun one. Because yes, we cracked this The name of this beer gets easier to say oh the more you God. drink of it. it. Okay, it's two fucking zeros, two O's, each with an umlaut over it, and then an XO with no umlaut. How do you say that? Uh, XO. No, it does. Stop it. Uh, uh, uh. Isn't that that bar in Walnut Creek? Uh. That's, That's cool. Oh. Well, uh, XO. It is uh. 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 Yeah, so Seriously, z- two, uh, zero, uh, a zero, I'm stupid. An O with an umlaut, an O with an umlaut, an X and an O. 
Okay. The XO okay. is because it's like cognac barrel aged, and we weren't allowed to say it was in the name of the beer. We weren't allowed to say it was cognac barrel aged. Um, okay. Just, we can say it in the description right below it, but oh. we couldn't say it there. Because so your, ori- okay. an AOC, your original yeah. idea was just to come up with a beer called. Ooh. What governing body controls that? How, oh, yeah, it's how, an AOC. It's a uh, European it's a body. European Union kind of thing. I guess so, but it's AOC. Appalachian on uh, origin. And you have to apply when you name a beer, and you have no, to. No, no, nothing no, nothing like that. Not it's, always. It's, it's, in Estonia, we do though, and they said like if you try and put it out as uh, cognac barrel age, then. You know, it's going to be fine. We'll approve it, and then we'll get slapped with a massive fine. So oh, please right. don't. Really? For our <coughs> Protecting the cognac name. Yeah. yeah. You will yeah. yeah. customer fine. confusion. That's why they did that kind it's of thing. It's the same thing. note. It's camembert cheese and things like that. Uh, Stilton, make well tart. Get on your mic a little more. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, oh, yeah. Look yeah, at you. You oh, showed up. That. Sound like the announcer. We'll make a professional out of you soon. <laughs> So I've, I've also heard like champagne is not really... like We can call shit champagne, but we just You're not don't. in Europe. But yeah, because we're the U.S. Yeah. That's but why we can all call Kolsch, Kolsch. Right. Same thing. Yeah, we, yeah. I can't, I can't well, call a beer Kolsch. In, right. You can't. Mm. No. Wow. You can try. That well, sucks. but Brexit, now you can. Oh, don't start that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's just... Uh, Normally, when I come to the U.S., I have the little bit of an upper hand taking the piss out of your politics. It's the first, <laughs> the first fucking time I've ever come to this damn, uh, yeah, and, really. it, and now I have to take so much heat from friends and family because of that one. Wow. Yeah. And we even have Trump running. Yeah. And you still can't get away with jokes. No. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> that's a rough year. That for might you. all change pretty soon. Well, that's so true, yeah. We well, might you- get our dignity back slightly. All right, tell me about this beer, man. Yeah, so... It smells uh, amazing, first off. So, uh, Bearda, you were saying earlier that the original plan was call the beer... Uh, just trying to make it un- <laughs> unpronounceable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bur- get him saying the brewery again. Bushela. Bushela. Uh. Bushela. Um, by the way, uh, cheers in Estonian is uh, Dervisex. Fuck. <laughs> 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 what? Dervisex. Dervisex. No, no. Dervisex. It sounds like a Viagra component. Like, no, no, no. Now with more Dervisex. Or an operation. It's so either terrible sex, or turbo, turbo sex. sex, or dirty sex. <laughs> That's dirt. how we recognize it. Dirty sex. Dirty sex. That's, yeah, so cheers. First time I go up there, Chris has, Chris has got a little bit of a bar associated with a brewery okay. uh, called the Speakeasy. And we finished up in the festival... As you do, a few after-hours drinks, pull back to Speakeasy, hanging out. I get to bump into a couple of other friends, and my friend's wife says, and I said, oh, what's just innocently, completely, honestly, innocently, said, what's cheers in this? Because I love learning what's cheers in different, you know, camp yeah. high, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And uh, she said, don't have And this was, bear in mind, this is like one o'clock in the fucking morning in a loud, small, wooden line bar. And I was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> And, I, and my brain, brain went, terrible sex. And I just thought, what is that for a fucking introduction? <laughs> yeah. Did my, you ask them how to say 12 months in Estonian? No, go on. Um, cucks taste good. No, <laughs> 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 so it doesn't! I'm not sure if I believe you. And I like the plural, too. Yeah, multiple cucks. cucks. Taste good. Hey, oh. Bev, you want to learn Estonian? <laughs> okay. Uh, 12 months. Yeah. Tell him. Tell her how to say twelve months in in Estonian. So that's cucks taste good. No, it's not. Yeah, do, do it. On I believe him. <laughs> JP, can you hook up Google Translate on that? Uh, yeah. Even uh, how many months are in a year? <laughs> cucks taste good. Cucks. <laughs> You've gotten me a couple times, but you're not getting me with that one. Uh, I think we are. Uh, I don't know, dude. Uh, twelve months. I wonder if they have Estonian. Yeah, fuck, they sure do. <laughs> I wonder if Google has Estonian. 
How do you even do it? Try Play. typing the 12. Translate. Oh, okay. Uh, I tried this today, and that was fucking me over, too. Because it wasn't Estonian. I just tried. Chris, Chris has got a whole procession of um, collaborations that come, you know, some of the stuff he's done with Too All. Um, 12 months. 12 months. What? <laughs> no. Isn't that English? <laughs> 12 months. I don't know. It's not working. Anyway. Uh, anyway. But Chris, yeah, Chris has done I'm it. taking your word for it, though. <laughs> you can YouTube it later. Cox there's, tastes l- There's good. literally far too many videos of Estonian women saying it. Um, really? Oh, really? Oh, there, <laughs> yeah. oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> that that doesn't mean they're saying 12 months. <laughs> now he's saying. really doubling down now. He's looking for the women saying it. Yeah. Am I going to come up with some <laughs> weird shit? No, this is long, win- this is long <clears throat> winter nights in Tallinn. We're learning Estonian language. Can you help us? Yeah. How do you say 12 months in Estonian? Cox tastes good. Sorry? Cox tastes good. Ah, okay. That's good. Oh my God, sorry, I'm a bit hard of hearing. Cox tastes. Cox tastes. Cox tastes good. Do that. Oh, good. Oh, you just made JP's oh, name. Oh, do, do they? <laughs> Next Google search, how much are flights to Estonia? Oh, right. <laughs> Jeez, now that I've man. dragged the name of the country through the mud slightly. Yeah, you're really representing well. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to this beer. But yeah, so basically, the uh, that means night in Estonian, and that was the very first beer that we ever released, the Baltic Porter. Oh, okay. um, and then we've been brewing it ever since for three and a half three That's and a, half a delicious years. Baltic Porter. Yeah. If you, I mean, uh, I can sort of taste it underneath the, con- <laughs> in the Imperial. But um, that's great, man. Thank you. It's uh, it's one of the beers that we're most proud of. It does extremely well. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. Gets What's rated that? really Chris, what was that one you did? You fucking that was amazing. The one. Um, you want more of that, Doc? The blue with the Duh. glittery, the glittery wax on it. Mm. Please. Yeah. So we did. Uh, we did another spiced. Uh, it was a spiced out that we did with Tull from uh, from Denmark, and uh, that one was based off of a liqueur in Estonia, and we decided to have a little bit of fun, so. We wax these uh, barrel-aged beers. Luckily, the ones that we've had so far haven't had wax on them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you for that. But uh, this particular one, we decided to go all out, and we stuck. Uh, we did white wax, and then we put like a glitter bomb inside it. <laughs> so it looked like it was a party in your mouth, and then we thought, let's make the bottle. Yeah, a but party what was in it? That was what was in the, the beer. Uh, it was, uh, and of course, the beer itself: um, aniseed, cinnamon, uh, some orange zest, and uh, a little bit of this liqueur. But it had that really thick... When he poured it, it had this really thick chocolatey mousse on the head. Oh, uh, man. It's fucking... Yeah, it, killer beers. Killer beers. Loads of oats, loads of uh, carafa malts, and uh, and just thyme as well. Loads so, of thyme. in the home of the Baltic Porter, do you do it more on the lager side or more on the ale side? I would say we ferment it cool. Like, l- looking back into the uh, the actual history of the style in, in Estonia itself, <laughs> then it doesn't... Like... It doesn't work that there were a lot, that it was lager yeast used, so mm-hmm. to say. It was definitely fermented cool because I mean we get down to minus uh, twenty eight Fahrenheit um, in uh, in the, some of the winters, so mm. you definitely mature it cold. But it's also it was started up uh, again in Estonia by the Russians trying to imitate imperial stout from the Brits. So mm. it makes no Fucking sense. Russians, man, <laughs> can't do anything right. <laughs> it's funny there's still. If you go down to Poland, I mean, I spend a lot of time in Poland at the moment as well, and there's a lot of um, heirloom Baltic ports still down there. And it was frustrating, so I'm going to these really nice, sometimes family-run breweries, been around for donkey's years, and they go, try my IPA, because IPA is super hot in, in Poland right now. And um, young guys, people leaving Poland, coming living in England, coming here on holiday, they're 
going back wanting those flavors but the thing is i go get to two of these breweries now i just sort of out the corner of my eye i'm seeing you know a 20 degree uh, baltic porter oh geez mm. fuck yeah. me some of those and i'm getting really excited about them and they're going what are you interested in that old man's beer for i'm like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know fucking hell this i mean there's one from Shechen, um there's one from cormoran i mean fuck me they, they kill a bit i mean they are fuck is it it, 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 part of part of this next question was sort of like the impetus for this whole show. Is the Western brewing culture sort of ruining beer for the rest of the world? I think what we, I mean, to go to the answer before we sort of go through the whole diatribe is, uh, yeah. we mustn't forget where we came from. Mm-hmm. We mustn't. If we lose heirloom beer styles, um, we're going to lose a lot of the roots of what's got us here in the first place. We, we we've got to learn to celebrate. You know, especially the guys who are doing it. I mean, some of those guys in Poland, in those big old breweries, they're still doing it open fermentation with lager yeast. You know, open squares. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, I've, I mean, I walked in this place that, you, you, as a as a, a historical beer dog, I'm just Chris and I. That's why we get on because we look at beer somewhat through a similar lens, and it's just seeing these guys still doing the same old. They've not been interfered with by Western, and then all of a sudden, somebody turns around and said, "Oh, we've got to make IPA," and you go there and you're seeing all these. Big, rich, chocolatey, lagered. You know, I'm talking six, nine months in tank, horizontals, um, and then packaged off. They've got that little bit of autolysis on them. They are legit, mm. legit Baltic porters, and they don't get. So you, you know, you don't see them outside of Poland because they recognise. They do one or two batches a year. They're old man's beers. Job done. That's all it. But you guys, I mean, we as beer lovers. We're missing out on the opportunity to taste these flavours. I mean, I shared man, Sean O'Sullivan over, and I taste. I said, yeah. Try the, try one of these, and he was like, "Whoa, this is a this is a different different beast." I wish I could actually. I wish I'd had a bit of forethought and got got a hold of something for you now. But it's to be honest, bringing these beers over for you has been a treat. Yeah, so, I'm um, I'm loving it, yeah. man. I'm absolutely loving it, and and I hope it's, it's coming across. And do me a favor, Bev. You want to share that with the idiots that are working out there? They're gonna freak. They're nice people. You know, they uh, gave you beer in a dirty glass, so they can't. How do you know who he's even talking about? Bev, you want to Bev, you want to stay around for this one? Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't like beer too much. No, you might like this one. Yeah, no, I'm good. All right. Wow, look at you. Uh, I hope it's coming across uh, in 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 the show because these beers are have all been spectacular and they're I'm all very heaven. very different. I'm in heaven. And we're ju- we haven't is gotten it... really out of the dark stuff yet. <laughs> yet. This is this is where I hope I mean, we never come out of the dark. When this you, is just killer. When you raise the idea of coming, you know, when I was over here coming on the show. I mean, this is what I wanted to bring over to you, just to, you know, just beers you don't get exposed to. This is how exciting. Yeah. I mean, we are in. I mean, I've been doing it so long to see what is being brew, produced out there, brewed, and enjoyed. Then there's thank fuck, there's customers out there challenging us to brew more and more complex, more interesting, more diverse. I mean, what did you say in the, this afternoon, Chris, in the, in the car? Something we're in the, the sort of normal is, you know, it was it's a life of strange or something like that, didn't you? Something it's. A, Mm, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like about the taps. Mm. Yeah, it, it's keeping. It, we're just keeping this diverse. We were, we went to Monument Liquors on your recommendations. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, but, um, we were bimbling around there, tripping over bottles, and it's yeah, it's just like bizarre is the new normal. Good beer is the new normal. Yes. Um, <laughs> we, yeah. These. What do you think of the selection over there? Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really helpful guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they know their shit too, man. Mm. Okay, so now we're drinking. The Black IPA, the Black Forest IPA. Tasty, how do you say Chris's brewery again? Bahula. <laughs> the closest one yet. Yes. That sounds Hawaiian. Puhala. Yeah. Puhala? Puhila. 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 Puhila
Pohila. 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 Wait, no, he's changing it. Now it's sounding more Greek to me, so maybe I can maybe I can get on yeah, with it. We'll make- Pohila. <laughs> oh. There we go. Pohula. That's not that bad. See? There you go. What? Right. Say it again. Christos Anesti. Pohula. Is that right? That's actually very close. Pohula. You suck. Yeah, that was wrong. Wow. You're so flat. Farther away. You're so flat. Uh, anyway, so Black Forest. Why is it a Black Forest IPA? So, uh, Can I guess because it's in the Black Forest? Nope. Oh, shit. Because there's cocoa nibs and raspberry in it. <laughs> so, uh, so this one we call it a black forest. It's actually like a literal description. It's a black. Uh, it's kind of a bit of the wrong way around order. It's a black IPA from the forest, so to say. Okay. So we're using in this one we're using uh, forest blueberries from Estonia, and we're using uh, spruce tips that we uh, we pick at a certain. Like, within about a week of the year. Forest yeah. blueberries. Yep. Am I going to trip? Is this legal to bring over? Is I mean, what, I don't even understand. I mean, Phil was the mule, so you'll have to ask him. <laughs> I, I he's, I, he's the one who's going to go up the fucking river. <laughs> I, I would like to go home, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's dropping this beer off. Yes. So, for, because you, you, what did you say you thought was in here, Warren? Did you, had you tried it first? Oh, cocoa nibs and raspberries? Yeah. That's just because, like, a Black Forest cake is a chocolate cake with raspberry. Oh, okay. Had you had mm. you had the beer? No. Because that's that what it tastes like. Taste it. It tastes like blueberries. Oh, to me, once you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, it totally does taste. I, I even forgot what you said now, but cocoa nibs, <laughs> cocoa and, nibs and raspberries. And raspberries. It has a, a raspberry Yeah, I can get the raspberry now that you mention it. Thing, right? I didn't mi- Yes, there's raspberries and cocoa nibs in this beer. <laughs> Just like I said the Thanks, first man. time. Thanks. But Doc, you, you got to get in on this. Do you, I mean, JP, do you worry that we sort of throw the baby out with the bathwater? We go too far with beer. We forget yes. drinking beers. We forget. I know you, it's, it's a bleeding obvious, but I'm not expecting yeah. to say yes, but it's <laughs> yes. fuck off. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I do, but at the same time, if, if we didn't do the, the kind of things that, that we're doing now, making weird fucking beers, we wouldn't have a beer like this. And so we wouldn't we wouldn't have this kind of stuff. I guess I guess I, I get concerned when um, we are only focused on the the experimental beers and we're not concerned about like you were saying how we got here in the first place. Uh, when we stop making session beers, bitters, ESBs, that kind of shit, pay, fucking pale ales. When was the last time you had a pale ale from a brand new brewery? It, I mean, yeah, they're hard a, to find. Doesn't right? exist. Now it's Goza's and and all sorts of funky shit. So that's what that's what concerns me a little bit. I don't mind pushing the envelope and changing stuff, but as long as you can make make a you know make a col- like spend your time making a proper Kolsch, please, and and then and well, then, the and then what, try to go and make something cloudy, like make something clear and nice and lovely and and malt forward and just beautiful beer, and then try to gunk it up with cloudy bullshit. Remember, I think I, you're going to hear from Clayton on that statement. <laughs> but do you remember uh, Justin came over and stayed, um, him and Jan from France. Yeah. And um, I took them down to the Whitehorse Parsons Green and threw a couple of pints of Dark Star Hophead down their throats. And they were just like, oh, my God, it's 3.8%. It's light, full flavor. It's carbonated. It's not warm. It's actually quite cool. It's really quite hoppy. And it, you could see Justin's brain just actually go, what the hell is this? <laughs> and it was I mean, that, that's what I love challenging people, saying that there's more to this framework of beer than just what you're exposed to locally then we shouldn't really you know jumping over the fence and going oh his beer is better than my beer 
when actually your beer's really good if you took flipped it and 180 and took those good beers from here mm-hmm. and took them elsewhere yeah you know it, it's take it mix your match beer as well it's just you know this is we're in a gold i mean i don't want to sound like i'm stuck in a record in the gro- record stuck in a groove but it's we're in a good period of beer right now i mean I, there's I think so too. much good beer and you know it it, uh, it reminds me of talking to jeff bagby uh, a few months ago he, that's a guy uh bagby beer in, down in san diego who are uh, he he's um He's doing that. He's he's taking styles and making them great. Hmm. But he has a wide range of beers. That spice is gorgeous. And they all the taste great. I, I still haven't been. I, I want to go. But that's what I would like breweries to, to be doing is, you know, you can push the envelope, but give people some standards also. Because the, the, the new kids coming into beer are focused on IPA. They're driving the IPA scene, right? They're driving all this, this new funky shit. But they don't know about the old beers. And either they don't know about them because they don't like them, or I think they don't know about them because they're not educated on them. They didn't come up the way pretty much we all did in this room, drinking that stuff and seeing that evolution. And I think it's really important to not only understand beer, but to 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 get them maybe more of an enjoyment out of it. I don't. Yeah, we we also shouldn't get too. I mean, that's one of the things that also scares me is when you get too dorky about it. Well, yeah. You know, we just got to remember sometimes it's it's a social beverage. It's 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 a route to a good evening. Sometimes you know, yeah. it's it's a fluid, you know, fluid evening. Should we say? Yeah. So um, no, I think we just we miss a trick at times. You know, we just. I mean, oh, you got to have the latest IPA or you know, stand in line at some festival here, there, and everywhere. Just having a cold beer at home is, it doesn't suck at times, you know. I uh, agree, man. I definitely agree. This is a fantastic beer, Chris. This is really good. Yes. It's uh, it's actually a really fun one for us because, like, like Estonia it. is so full of forests, and this is kind of us getting back to our roots in a way. We call it part of the forest series just because it's, like, it's well, the first beer in a series of going into the forest, <laughs> literally, and just picking out ingredients <laughs> that are next to each other. I definitely get the spruce character. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Sure. Try the grapefruit one. And it's got a really nice interplay like as it ages because the spruce Oh, yeah, I bet it more. changes over time. Mm. Sure. Oh, that's weird. So do you just that. throw the spruce tips loose in the kettle? No, we do it two different ways. Uh, we uh, we chuck in some in the whirlpool stage, uh, like you say, mm-hmm. and then we also we make like effectively a tea out of them at a later stage post-fermentation. And then we uh, just dose it into the fermenter uh, post fermentation again. Okay. And that gives that gives most of the flavor, to be honest, for us. Uh, okay. Do you get bitter? Do you get bitterness from both additions, or more from one than the other? I think we get work? a little bit from the whirlpool. Not not okay. a lot, but uh, but we don't really get any from the. We get like really like when you pick the fresh the spruce tips at the right time, and you flash freeze them, and you keep them frozen and vacuumed then you get like a really nice sort of tangy citrusy note coming from them. And that comes out a lot more as it ages. Like in the beginning, you get a lot more resininess coming, but as it ages, then it's got a really, really nice. I actually, this is an IPA. This is the only IPA that we send over to the States because we, uh, we think that it's actually even better, like around about three, four mm. months old when the hops have faded just a little bit, but the other notes come into play. Oh, we can get your beer out here? Uh... Sometimes probably not. We're we're just starting up with uh, cheers. We're just starting up with Shelton Brothers. We've done a few festivals like the Cigar City Hunapu's Day and a few other ones, but uh, but yeah, we're we're pretty small. We're we're officially not a craft brewery in Estonia as of today. Really? Yeah. The Happy is, birthday? I mean, is that a good thing? Uh, no, because we have to pay more tax. But, oh. <laughs> but the limit is pretty hilarious. It's like two thousand four hundred barrels. So. So if you want to make a living, <laughs> you can't be a crab brewery. So now you're macro. Yeah, exactly. you're the big boy. We're boys. the big guys. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you're gonna buy Phil's brewery. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Beth, uh, you forgot your beers. Also, do you want some of this sour beer we're, we're opening right now? Yeah, babe, you need to try this one. Okay. She can't handle it. Uh, man, I, 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 I cracked the top, and I could just I could just smell it already, even from two oh, feet yeah. away. Nice, isn't it? I've had to drive around with Phil with all of these in his trunk for the whole time. That must time. have been amazing, no, dude. They've been well, half the time. Yeah. <laughs> what are we uh, drinking, Phil? What is this? So it's, uh, I can't pronounce it. I'm not even going to bother. Um, Puhala. <laughs> yeah, he's getting it. There we go. <laughs> Puhala. Puhala. Cocks taste good. Yes, they... Wait, what? <laughs> so it's... Um, gold as blows them. It's uh, Lambic from a little restaurant outside of Brussels called the Heeren van Lederkirk. A lot of beer geeks will know it. It's the place you go to drink funky, weird girls, uh, not just your generic stuff. And they have a fantastic relationship with a whole bunch of the girls blenders. And they can get... They've had a whole series of their own... Gers is blended for them. Wow. You might have seen Ros and Blau. You might have seen various anniversary ones done, you know, between Cantillon and Dry Fontaine. But that's uh, one they've just, just, just had done. Um, it's the Elderflower. I'm looking so. uh, on the bottle for just a word of English. And, mm. <laughs> and I see water. Throw you a bomb. It's got you know, nice presentations, but Manti bottle yeah. with hand-painted flowers all over it. So It's great, man. There's probably some water in there. Godelli's? I don't think that's English. Blows him. Blows him. Godelli's blows him. Mm. Yeah, he does. Elderflower, elderflower goose. Or elderflower. elderflower goose. And what's the brewery again? I'm sorry. I think that was made by Lindemans because I did actually, I, I'm a bit curious to see if they actually did release yeah. something similar. Brewed and bottled by yeah. uh, Browery Lindemans. Mm. But this one, you know, it does taste slightly different. So. Leaves and Beak Special Elderflower Blend 2015 mm. for Godel de Four. But yeah, one thing, because I, I used to work for beer merchants, and I'm obviously living in Dover, so close to Belgium, I've had a, an affinity for, well, shit, I was 18, I went over to West Bletheren for my birthday. Oh, um, That's a hell of a birthday present. Well, it's only 45 minutes drive from my house. Once you go over the water, it's it's not far. Um, it's actually, now they've got Wi-Fi, it's become sort of a bit of a home office for me, occasionally. Um, <laughs> I'm going to send you a bunch of money. So yeah, you know the is it the, the the blonde? You're yeah. always digging on that blonde. Fuck, I, I, I actually love that beer. I forgot to. I've got a bottle sitting on my kitchen table for you. Oh God! But anyway. In Dover, that's the best beer that I've had in my entire life. The best beer I've ever had. It's funny how many you watch. Everybody, you can always tell the beer geeks and the locals in West Fletcher in the in the Valada, You can always see uh, the tourists and things because they're always chugging down the twelves. The tourists and then the uh, locals are sitting there supping on their blondes. God, yeah, it's. But yeah, this. Uh, so I was over there recently, and I grabbed you a couple of bottles of those. Oh, thanks, man. And I thought it was really nice. So <laughs> you yeah. drank all of them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so here, while we're talking about the lambics, let's talk about hops real fast. Because you're in the hop industry, mm-hmm. and uh, you and I were chatting briefly about some new funky hops coming out that we should all be kind of oh, man, it's, paying attention to. I don't know if we can talk about it. but so, Well, you can. I actually did ask them. I actually did. This is how conscientious I am. I did actually go and ask permission. Okay. Um, Good boy. It's... It's really it's been like, like let behind the curtains. It's, okay. it's like going behind the scenes of a gig. It, it's fantastic being you know all these. I mean, I've always been a bit of a hop dog brewing, and then you know I used to read up on papers and Christina Schoenberger and people like that. Um, she's a colleague now, well, not a line colleague, but she's in the same company as me. And Who? Christina Schoenberger, one of the sort of premier hop researchers out there. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. And uh, you know, there's Michael Vizio in the R&D department, and then there's, uh, you know, last week hanging out with Michael Ferguson, mm-hmm. the other Michael Ferguson. And it's, 
you know, just being able to talk to these guys one on one, it's like holy shit. You know, I, I, I not get my fangirl on, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's like being here with us. <laughs> so hops, you, you right, can guys? say it. It's totally oh, really? fine. It's but, totally fine. But yeah, <clears throat> just, I mean, you're sitting next to Doc. Mm. You know, we'll have a cuddle. There is that. You know, and um, <laughs> so yeah, just being able to hang out, and then this this last week going up. I mean, Chris and I went and hung out in the um, the research fields, and got to see what was coming out of the. R&D, effectively. Okay. I'm, I'm, do you, I'm sure you all know the HBC, um, Hot Breeding Company. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before, I think, on the show, right, Tasty? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. HBC. Yeah. Okay, okay yeah. cool. Scratch over that one. But, yeah, so we're, we're part, part of Harso. We have the privilege to, to be able to play with some of the gear out of there. Um, yeah, 682, 692, some of those. Uh, they're ones you should remember. They're, uh, sp- uh, 682 is going to be a super high alpha, um, but 692 is super interesting. So I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on it. What's good about that? Just that sort What's of different, uh, I guess, just about big, it. sweaty, dank, tropical fruit thing. Really? Mm-hmm. That that's where it seems like a lot that's of the true. the new hops that are coming out are. Yeah, yeah. But it's also yeah, but it's also <laughs> those like the it's, uh, fuck. Was it 742? Chris has probably got his notes somewhere. But it's um, he's looking at Bostonian women on his yeah, phone. Probably. Probably. Yeah, but we, there was like these um, hybrids off of this um, the Neo Mexicanus ones, the ones with the cedar, coconut. Those okay. Sort of, they're, 742 is super interesting as well. That's the one I was really digging at um, CBC. Okay. Um, how, 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 how much more wide can that spectrum get from that, that tropical fruit spectrum? Ooh. Seems to be growing all the time. I'll chip in slightly. There was okay. uh, one that was a really big standout player. I hope I can mention it, but we'll find out after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, was uh, HBC 477. Like To me, that one, t- it was raspberry milkshake. It was just really? like hmm. cedar raspberry milkshake. It was fantastic. Cedar raspberry milkshake. And so what What would you fucking put that in? What would you put that in? Porter. Everything. Porter? porter. Yeah, in yeah, porter yeah. With loads of lactose. In your uh, Black Forest porter. But this, there was an amazing thing. Traveling around with all these, there was a whole bunch of brewers there with us. And traveling around with them, seeing everyone getting individually excited about a different um, a different set of plants. It was It was a truly exciting moment watching... People dorking out and going, fucking hell, can you smell this? Can you smell that? Can you smell this? And yeah, the yeah, 682, I mean, for me, 692 was the one that was the one I was really, really super interested in. So, do wow. you know, are, are they finding new varieties of hop oils that are creating these flavors, or are they the same hop oils that have been around forever? It's just new ratios in these yeah, different, different varieties. I'm going to say B rather than A, but it's way out of my pay grade. Oh, okay. um, so, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, but this is the thing. The thing, I'm I'm going into this, like, if you and I, you know, went there, you and I would be asking the same questions because that's the way I'm, I'm, I would be asking the same question as you because that's, that's the lens I'm looking at the, the new hop stuff going on. I'm not the guy driving it. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know the answer before. So it's, Mm -hmm. but that's the thing. I'm, I'm getting opportunities to talk to these guys and it's, yeah, there's some, there's so much more coming down the pipe. I mean, 431. It's a big sort of berry strawberry thing. I mean, I know Chris uses that quite a lot. Um, yeah, God, I mean, you—I don't know how what exposure you get to in Biddy. It's, um, but yeah, if you can get yourself up there and have a have a play, do so. Yeah, it's yeah. I, That'd be so much fun. Well, I hear you might be in the industry. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe you can pull a string or two. Yeah. Do you know things? I know people and stuff. Yeah. Most important, most know people. That would be great <laughs> to get up there, man. I've always wanted to do like uh, like uh, the hop school or whatever up there. I yeah, there's, 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 loads there's of fun. so much going. I mean, that's the thing. There's like, so much going on up there. It's not just um, the selection or that. 
there's a lot of opportunities to go and interact on different levels. And this is a thing, as a brewer, and it's the first time I've ever been to Hop Selection, I've been around, I've been around all the hop yards, you know, apart from Australian ones. Um, now, I mean, not just to, to see in the, the sort of terroir of mm-hmm. what's going on up there. Um, but what amazed me, one is the scale up there. That was just mind-blowingly big. I mean, I've been to Halatau, and that's all lumpy-bumpy and fairly small paddocks. That is just insane what you see up in Yakima. That's just the, um, the, the, the rows scale, and rows just, of acreage. Uh, just the scale. Wow. It's a five-minute drive down each each row of each paddock. <laughs> um, but that's obviously the big production ones. And then seeing the kilns and what have you, mm-hmm. um, that was really seeing the citra coming out this year was, was super cool. And, and everybody seems to be quite happy. It seems like it's a fairly favorable harvest. Um, you know, even Centennial's crop well. So, okay, so there wasn't really a variety people were... Bemoaning that it's not yeah, be concerned a, about it's not like last year. Right, okay. So, you, <laughs> so I joined Bathhouse, um, and I literally, literally got off the plane straight into. Uh, There's going to be a bit of a problem coming down the pipe, and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, just just to bring you up to speed on this issue, and yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a, a bit of a stressful six months of the first the first six months of my job, but it's been good for. I mean, yeah, it's been it's been a real opportunity to see and meet. I mean, a lot of the, I mean, Carl's on the table, a lot of the guys you've been speaking to, you know, you, you, reach, you said to me, can you find me some people? Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah just, there's, I've met a whole load of new people. I mean, um, Which has been great, by the way, and I, I really appreciate it. Because okay. what I didn't want to do when Bev and I started doing the production is, is to just, here's another California brewery. Here's another, you know, American brewery, mm. essentially. And that's all we kind of talk about. I want to I see what other people are drinking. But, I, mean, but I want to learn about what other people are doing and, and what drives them and what flavors they're all the about. Thing, just to relate it to the hops, the way that, I mean, Chris, this, going back again, on a microcosm, looking at how some of the brewers were interacting with the hops in the field, what they wanted from particular beers. Because mm-hmm. it's also been a great experience, too. Hmm. Um, although all six, ten really recognized brewers, really good palates, discussing a beer, and we're all picking up on different compound, you know, obviously different things in the beer that was in front of us. And then relating that to the field, relating that to the dry product, relating that to the, the finished beverage, it's seeing what people are getting excited about. You know, my brain was like popcorn. You know, just why is he getting excited about that and why is he not excited about it? But he makes beer I like. And yeah. It's, um, what are they going to do with this? this exactly. New How thing, do you, right? Where do you apply it? I mean, 682 is going to be is the super high alpha. But I've, I'm hearing people using it as dry hopping. And I've, when I've been reaching around here in California, I'm like, Oh, okay. That's going to be different, you know. Twenty mm-hmm. point, I think twenty point eight alpha last well, crop. And, wow! You know, they're talking sort of, eight, you know, twenty twenty pluses again this year. Um, super clean, you know, fruit for dry hopping. Because yeah, I would yeah. do the well, same. Well, that that's high it, alpha. Why wouldn't you dump that in? Bittering. Your yeah. bittering. Is the beer right? as thick as motor oil. <laughs> you got yeah. that much in there. But uh, yeah, I mean, just also, I mean, working for them now, so being exposed to some of the new advanced, well, the advanced stuff the sort of um, post-processing stuff, the Tetras, the ISOs, and actually being able to use them in a, a craft um, situation, actually, because we've got a little 100-litre brewery at work, so I've been goofing around with them just from my own um, curiosity to mm-hmm. make, you know, because, you know, not being funny, but a few years ago, everybody was like, oh, God, you can't make beer with that, you can't make beer with that, and I've made a few IPAs with actually no hop material, actually just um, bittering extracts and um, CO2 extracts and, oh, yeah. and things like that. Like, yeah, it tastes like beer. Yeah. Is there? Is there? Uh, can, no. Could you tell the difference? Do you think if you triangle tested them or whatever? Not in. No, I was making big big IPAs with yeah. you know muddy yeast. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Tasted fine. All know. right. Um, you know, just you know, when you got a lot of free ingredients around you and a free brew system, what are you going to do? You make the most expensive beer you can, aren't you? So, yeah. <laughs> for sure, man. So, yeah. It was. Uh, 
Dave tastes fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit, that's good to know, man. Yeah. It's just, uh, just one of these little personal curiosity itches you've got to scratch. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was actually it's not bad stuff. This. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that as a sales guy or anything like that. It's just yeah. actually I was quite surprised. I was sort of all these looking at these products that tend to go down sort of macro stream, and uh, yeah. So Chris and I have been goofing around with some stuff, you know. Um, it's, this is the weird thing. I probably shouldn't be saying it on live radio, but it is, <laughs> it's been like giving the keys to the sort of the, the safe and going, ooh, what's in? <laughs> what can we do with this? And, you know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad you're saying that. I mean, yeah. it's, good to, it's good to hear this kind yeah. of stuff. That uh, I mean, obviously there's people who are, who are researching that, but it's, it's cool to, to hear people having fun with, with, with it and, and kind of applying the homebrew aspect mm. to it because i think a lot of people kind of forget i mean you know you're you're a commercial brewer now mm. but you anyway you, but you know what i mean right like kind of get that homebrewing level i think and, it's and you be, kind of bring it to be cur- curious i think you can get if yeah. you you work in um I mean, i'm sure i mean beardy you know tasty etc can reiterate is how you keep keeping that what was the Steve Jobs quote? And it's stay stupid, stay curious. Was it stay curious? Stay what was it? Stay young, stay curious, or whatever it is. It's, uh, you, I think it was keep your liver healthy. <clears throat> That's the oh, oh no, too pancreas. soon. Sorry, yeah. pancreas. Oh yeah. shit! But Don't promote yeah, Tim. <laughs> but it's how, how do you keep that that youthful look at you know um, at what you actually your profession is? And yeah, it's, it's so much fun in the last few months. Um, yeah. It's, it's, the the HBC varieties aside, being exposed to the HPA stuff from coming out of Australia. I mean, loads of guys I've been talking to here on the West Coast. Oh, get Galaxy! Can you get this? Can you get that? And yeah, it's a, it's a it's lovely to see people you know excited about um, what Haas HPA. I mean, a Bath Haas group are doing. Um, I think it does fly under the radar of a lot of people. I mean, it does seem to uh, you know they uh, you guys know you know you know of them. You know mustn't you, you hear of them? Yeah, getting it. it it's sad to see brewers get jaded and just be like, okay, yeah, I make a Citra IPA, and then every now and then I get to make the the Christmas beer that we do. But getting to see people that are super passionate still about the new stuff and getting to try, like, like yeah, this hop's just a number, but I'm going to throw it in my beer. And like even getting to, with the pub opening, getting people coming in and saying, hey, I've got this new hop, or I'm... I just grew it. Uh, new farms are popping up in California. Mm. And so people are reaching out, being like, hey, I've got these hops. Do you want to try using them? Initially, my reaction is like, I've got plenty on my plate right now. I'm not interested in trying. <laughs> like, talk to me in a couple of years or whatever. But I think it is super important. And, and it took a couple to, for me to remember that, no, like, this is why I'm doing this, is to experiment and try these new things. And so now I'm being a better brewer about it. And saying, okay, yeah, let's, let's see how we can make this work and experiment and try new things. And then so you, it, it makes it makes the daily job more fun. You're getting people reaching out to you. Right, even to me. No, I, mean, I didn't mean like that, but maybe I did. Um, <laughs> because, it, I mean, what, five years ago, wasn't it just the other way around? Like brewers were, were, were searching out these hops, and, and now it seems like the hops are searching out people who want to experiment. Oh, this is, yeah. the, this is what... I'm becoming more and more aware of is that the, there's an acceleration to these um, small batch, small parcel, small lot of hops. Right. Um, and because the bigger producers know that the brewers are, yeah, I'm not sure what this one's going to be like. Um, the, that there's an opportunity there to get these new flavors to creative brewers who could potentially, where well, it's not going to get lost in 
quite frankly, the, the cold stores of macro brewing. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's it's super exciting. Yeah, there is becoming kind of like a craft hop uh, kind of market now mm. where it's local um, mom and pop places just growing these hops. And some of the calls I'm getting are, okay, I grew these hops. What do I do with them now? Like, <laughs> what do I need to do in order for brewers to, to want to use them? Really? Yeah. And it's just like, well. <laughs> well, first it. of all, you, you pay me an hourly wage <laughs> to uh, consult yeah. for What's you. What's it worth to you? Right. Um, but, pouring? yeah, like there, there's a lot of people that are, are getting into the hop industry because of the booming craft market. And they've got a piece of land. And they're like, what am I going to do with it? I'll, pl- I'll I, plant some hops. There was um, some graphs we were being shown, um, charts. And the growth in non-Yakima, non-Oregon hops was really interesting as well, seeing what's coming from Michigan. I don't know. My, yeah. my friend Kim, she yeah. brews at oh, something, River, something River Brewing Company. She makes some killer beers up there. And she was telling me about Centennial being grown um, up that way. And it's different to, to Yakima, Oregon-grown Centennial. But then so is Syrah grown in the Rhone, grown in you know right. Australia, grown out here. Um, they all show differently, so why can't we learn to use? You know, I'm talking. This is spitballing off the, you know, off of um, the Haas thing. It's just, you know, as a brewer looking at it, why can't we use, you know, and see what we can get, knowing that flavour might come from that territory. What can we do? And that's obviously sure. micro maltings as well seem to be popping up over here. I don't I'm sort of keeping my ears. Yeah. That seems to be quite interesting. So. Yeah, there, I think there's one or two. Uh, well, Dave uh, uh, at uh, Magnolia. Is working on opening a little uh, like craft malting company in the Bay Area here. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, him and a couple other folks. Yeah, doing some things. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know much about it other than that. Then it's it's then happening. It's happening yeah. eventually. Yeah, that'll yeah. be cool. But that's an interesting idea. Yeah, we've been covering a lot of that. Uh, the kind of Midwest. You know, I don't know if it's a resurgence, but uh, the growth in Midwest hops. Mm-hmm. But they're specifically they they want to target Midwest brewers. Mm. Which is kind of cool. There's there's that that hyper local focus that seems to be happening now. What do you think of the beer? I haven't even tried it yet. What, I don't even know what this is. Tell uh, me what this is while I drink, please. So I picked this up completely bloody randomly. Green walnut lambic from Beersel. Um, yeah, I just thought this could be absolutely horrific or could be really really nice. And thank God it's actually really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Nate is missing out. I'll tell you that. Uh, I'm trying to read about what's in the beer, but again, I, there's no, there's not a whole lot of English. Why is it called green walnut? Do you know? I'm hoping it was green walnuts put in the beer. So anybody got nut allergies? Or is that the name of the brewery? Too late. No, it's uh, beer cell. Oh, oud oud beer cell. But this is again. Look, I mean, you're talking some pretty old school styles of beer, probably the oldest. Yeah. Lambic, and we've had an elderflower and a green walnut. I mean, it's yeah. It says 2016, but on the back it says bottled four years before. That's cool. So it's a four-year-old beer, even though it says 2000. Oh, because it's the release. Got it. Green walnut. That would be fuck. Huh. I wonder what green walnuts taste like. I don't know. That's a funky beer. It's very sweet. It's much it's sweeter. Got a lot than, of new beer in it. Uh, you you know, it's, yeah, it's sort of like back it, it, flavored with the lambic kind of thing. It's sweet. I want to say it's nutty, but I don't know if I'm just fooling myself. It's good. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know how you can kind of just right. fuck with your mind? Yeah. Power yeah, suggestion. Power, that's the word I was looking for, yeah. Your own mind. <laughs> with your very own mind. <laughs> yeah. I do like it. I do I do like it. Yeah. 
So we've gone from South African barrel age quad. <laughs> right? <laughs> through Estonian beers. Uh, wow. Here we go. Yeah, Ode uh, Bursel Green Walnut is a blend of one and two year old lambics with fresh green walnuts added. There you go. <laughs> First batch, uh, approximately 1,300 bottles, was released in 2015. Second batch in June 2016. Following the French and Italian tradition of producing Vin de Noix and Nocino from green, unripened walnuts. First commercial, yeah. Interesting. What else would you do with green walnuts? Uh, let them ripen, I guess. Right. Yeah. 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 Roast them, let them ripen, something. Right? Ooh, that's funky, But it, it does, like Tasty said, it gives us that, like a new quality to it. Mm-hmm. Do you like that a good thing? I like it. It's not my favorite. Um, it, 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 the sweetness, kind of new kind of sweetness part, it, it cuts that acidic thing yes. that I don't like. Yeah. Too acidic and it just takes it all away for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not for you. Uh, it, so many sour beers are going to like super acidic. You know, I don't get <sighs> the nuances of the Brett and I don't get a lot of other things. This one's different. Yeah, it's, it's got yeah. kind of whether it's good or bad. It's just it's got this kind of new freshness to it. Yeah, I do like it. Okay, let's take a break on this note because uh, we have some food here, and I think we all need it after all these beers. Uh, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I was going to do beer news, but I don't think I'm going to now. Because you just don't like it? Because I just don't like it anymore. Uh, no, because I think we have a, a bunch more to talk about. We definitely have a bunch more beer to drink. Uh, so that, anyway, is it, that what we're going on? That's what we're going on, man. to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers. Boom. Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four packed tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... 
Brew Your Own magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, their amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift. When you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y-yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand-new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. Find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck.
All right. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. <clears throat> You're welcome. Phil, let me ask you a question. Are you getting enough? I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chris, shit. let me ask you a question. Are you getting enough? Yeah, satisfactory. Oh, fuck. We're waiting for oh, this look one. Look at these guys. <laughs> look, okay, everyone, just go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any one item. When you select your item at 50% off, you will also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free exclusive gift. And to top it all off, they will throw in free shipping on your entire order. So 50% off almost any item, three free DVDs, free uh, something called the Power O Vibrating Ring. That's free. Whoa. That's the free exclusive gift. Uh, because they're, apparently, we sold them out of the clip bumper. Really? So that was the, the thing that they're giving away for a while? They're out of that. And oh. now they're changing to something else. Think of all the clips that are getting bumped right now. <laughs> I still don't even know what those are. I don't think they exist. <laughs> the bumpers or the clips? The, both. Oh. It might be called... For, for all I know, it's the Sasquatch bumper. Mm. Can I tell you a story? Yeah. <laughs> so I had this plane in my house one day. My mom came around and heard that exact sentence. <laughs> What the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's those American guys, Mum. Oh, okay. They're weird, those lot. <laughs> blame it on the Americans. Yeah, blame, it, blame it on you guys. Yeah. She knew exactly what was going on. And Perfect. I said, oh, okay, that's fine. Does <laughs> clip mean something different over there? Nope. Oh. <laughs> nope. Even, nope. In the, even with the context of your mother around. <laughs> uh, and free shipping, of course, to top it all off. AdamEve.com. Use code B-N-A-R-M-Y. That's B-N-Army and AdamEve.com. And, uh, you know, get yourself a little bit more, man. Yeah, power O. Get that power O, baby. Uh, let me see. Let me make sure. I they like don't it. say, do your O's need more power? <laughs> they might be. Can we tell you about our, uh, our Sassy's trip? Yes. Oh. Talk about Sassy's. I have never been, so I, I have not been oh, able no, to wait, share wait, in, the, oh, in the majesty. I'm, I'm going to preface it by saying Acropolis has 65 craft beer taps. This, was, this was the strip bar. State joint strip joint. Where Boneyard was served. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Portland, uh, Portland strip club state joint. The Acropolis. And, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. 65 taps of craft beer. So you're and, there for the beer, not the boobies. Uh, obviously. Okay. Um, of course. You're on a- no, we were with an American. It was a bad influence. Oh, then he was there for the boobies. <laughs> yeah. ah. Fucking American. Like, what Flo- occurred to Florida me, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Florida man. And what occurred to me on the drive up here was 65 taps of craft beer. That is literally more than every single tap for craft beer in the whole country of Estonia. No, really? In what? one single room. Really? In one single strip club. Wow. That brought it home. <laughs> I shed a few tears. You are at the. Yeah. It's the called the Acropolis for a reason, for several reasons, probably. But it sounds like you're right. Uh, how are the boobs compared to the boobs at home at the Acropolis? Phil, would you care to comment? That's a no comment. Face. <laughs> uh, are you not allowed to comment? We are. Well, we are. Know, they have. Okay. We're both sort of happily in very solid, sound relationships. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. So you don't see any other boobs. When you walk around. Okay, they were it's, glorious. Is that what you it's wanted? Not a co- in Europe, it's not a common thing. It's not a common thing to go into a strip joint. And the lure of... And I will admit, you guys, especially Justin, bantering about going to yeah. Sassy's for so long. Yeah. I just thought, Cascade Barrow House and Sassy's is around the corner. Why the fuck not? Right. <laughs> okay. All right. And yeah, stroll straight in there. And yeah, more pints of Boneyard. Happy as Larry. And girls doing pretty freaking amazing tricks on on poles. 
It wasn't so much the tits out thing, it was just the fact that what they were doing on the he pole. He was there to admire the athletic prowess. Oh, absolutely. And I will take that to my grave. <laughs> right. you, were, you were missing on the Olympics. Yeah, Hear that, you, Mom? You yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die at a strip club. I, I don't ever understand the allure of strip clubs. I, don't, I never got it. I don't get it. I don't, but it was, I mean, very civilized in there. Just as a okay. sort of an outward objective standpoint, it was yeah. Yeah, very civilized in there. Well, that's it, good. It was fresh. Steaks weren't bad. $10, 16-ounce T-bone. You ate the steak at a strip club. That should be a T-shirt. I ate the well, steak at a strip club. But he did, there's a chip, a chip fell off his plate. And we, it was actually quite quiet at the time. Chip that's fell a off fry the, for you guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, I uh, thought you, literally your, your plate was falling apart. <laughs> so, yeah. Girls doing all the do in the front. And we're like, hmm, this is a bit odd. Being sort of fairly sort of... Prudish English boys, right? Uh, British boys, and the um, yeah, and this chip fell off the side of his place, and all we heard in this little sort of soft Scottish voices, that chip is lost forever. <laughs> <laughs> I do not trust this bar enough to pick that up again. No, there's no oh, way. No, no way. No. Never. I, I tell you, I uh, my f- uh, friend of mine uh, used to date a stripper long time ago in uh, in L.A., uh, but she stripped in Burbank. Oh, good old Burbank. <laughs> yeah. And the stories she would tell me about the the, the, uh, the hygiene of the patrons will put you off of going to a strip club and touching the door handles or anything like that. <laughs> like, these people would wear... Yeah, thanks for that. I hate stuff. Well, <laughs> I don't think most people going to a strip club are going to hang out with all the other people at the strip club. N- I don't no, think that's the course. reason you're going there. I know, but but just, the, just knowing what the... Like, these people would wear condoms. Slime balls. So when they got lap dances, then they would go to the bathroom and remove the thing and leave. And sometimes it would fall on the floor. And sometimes it's it just mm. this gross shit that this, she was like kind of unloading on us. No pun intended. After uh, <laughs> after like picking her up from work, I was like, mm. this is this is I I never I don't want to go to I'm, a strip club. So I'm glad you I'm glad that you didn't pick up. Your chip off the floor. It might have been something else. It wasn't else. even on the yeah. floor. It was on the table in front of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, at least you... Yeah, well... But that, was, that was actually quite an, quite enlightening. 65 taps of beer and cheap steaks and vertical smiles. <laughs> and they're pouring boneyard. How appropriate. <laughs> right. <laughs> that should be their house beer, man. Oh, yeah, that was it. That was the conversation was, uh, can we have a jug of IPA, please? Yeah, she goes off, comes back, boom, jug of IPA, three glasses. Can't be a... Scott goes, so what's the IPA? Oh, I'll go and find out for you. Comes back. Oh, yes, Boneyard IPA. Straight on the phone. Tony Lawrence. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Best message ever. <laughs> I like to think that it just brought a smile to his heart. Oh, for sure. For sure. Speaking of smiles, man, what are we? What fantastic sour beer are we drinking right now? So you got, uh, I brought you a bottle of Dryfontaine Gold Blend. Um, straight from the brewery last week. Wow. Wow. So... Why is it gold blend? Because it tastes the, amazing? I, apparently, it's the the best lambics they have at the time. So okay. They blend it into a premium version. Mm. I think it's fucking lovely. It's great. <laughs> it's great malt yeah. body, even though there's yeah. malt's almost gone. There's a lot of malt body. Is there, is there, do you guys get like a hop flavor? Like more, yeah. like more hoppy, just kind of, I don't know, existence, more essence than, than I think we would normally get from a, from a, a lambic? No. Over here? No. no? Not like a sharp bitterness or anything like that, but it's definitely hop derivative. Nope. It's the no. dryness. No, there's you think so? No. Yeah, it's dry. Yeah, I don't know. Am, am I just imagining that? Because, you know, like 
Did, did There's be- also green walnuts in it. Did Bevo clean the glass? <laughs> did she clean my glass? Yeah. Probably not. Oh, there might be that. Go, go. You got the dirty glass. I got the dirty glass. No, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I taste it. Good though, isn't it? It's great. I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. I'm right, and you guys are wrong. No. Nah. Hoppy, you think? Yeah, well, you can say that. I wouldn't say it, I don't know. Hoppy is the wrong word, but like there's 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 more hop flavor. There's more there's more of a, a assertive bitterness, I think, in the beer than we would normally get if we went to Monument and picked this up two months later. You probably because okay, it's, it's I'm not familiar with this beer. So problem I is, I think a lot of the beers you do see from our side of the planet have spent. We know this. They've spent time in a container. They've, yeah, and yeah. I think God. Do you remember when Chad was doing that? Um, I think it was a can you brew it or something for Fuller's something. Mm-hmm. And she struggled, struggled, struggled. And it was, it's only when Justin came over and I get, got hold of a couple of bottles of unpasteurized, um, I think it was ESB or something, I can't remember what it was at the time. And it's only when you had it fresh, it actually then started to make sense. Or I can't remember, it was one of the malts or something. You had to specifically have that type of malt. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, that travel thing, how beer is handled, is it's imperative. I mean, this is, I mean, just at Beer Merchants, all the years I was doing that, the beers, you know, I. I was reluctant to buy West Coast beers um, because of the, the handling. You just it wasn't going to show well, um, and equally some of the beers that got a bit older. You know, you, it's, it's all right with Orval or something or some of the Gerzes, but of course, by the time this guy get this guy gets to you, he's already spent four months in a bloody container. Well, and, and I, th- that's what I'm saying, and I think I think that the freshness of this, you know, even though it is a, a sour beer, mm. is showing. No, sincerely, a bit. this came from. Dry Fontaine at their new space, which is incredibly beautiful, by the way, if anybody gets a chance to go there. It's not a beer store, it's down in Lot. Um, but yeah, that's fresh out of the brewery last week. It could be a lack of oxidation that you're tasting in this that okay. makes it seem crisper, it's, drier. The alcohols haven't esterized it, and everything it, else. and so it's, it's not as crisp. Uh, it's got kind of a flowery, kind of sweet yeah. on it. Well, I don't trust you. If you can't taste what I'm tasting, I don't trust you. You got the dirty glass, man. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, just say it's hop stock. <laughs> yeah, just agree with me. No. <laughs> I will never do that. But isn't it wonderful? You can actually sit there, same gl- same bottle of beer, across the table, yeah. and you debate, debate, debate. Mm-hmm. It's better than politics. So That's for sure. Tonight it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quick, quick, let's crash through this. What have we got next? What do we have? Oh, oh right. Well, here wow. we- I love you. Someone's wow. trying to get us drunk. <laughs> I know, right? Someone doesn't have to drive home. Here, drink beer. Right. I'm a professional. I've been doing this for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's your job, man. All right. Well, while I open this, uh, tell me about uh, what's your brewery in Breakside? No, that's Breakside. They're up in Portland. Bra- yeah. Broken, so broken promises. Breakwater. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I got there. So yeah, Breakwater. We got a bunch of Breakwaters in Dover, and wanted to call it something. There's a little bit of BW in there. It's Brew Wharf. Um, stupid, really. Over-emotional attachment to that bloody space. Um, but yeah, it that's all right, though, man. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it just it's a fantastic little space. We've got a little tap room, um, just fighting with local planning at the moment, which I'm sure you hear countless times on the show. Yeah, that, that seems to, to, uh, to bridge every sort of international, you know, dateline, <laughs> is how much uh, I mean, the guys, in, the guys in Cape Town, I mean, they even they, and they have a pretty, they, they have a lot of paperwork to do. We have very little paperwork. I mean, I got my brewing ticket really quickly. Um, then you have to do something called uh, AWRS, Alcohol Wholesalers Registration Scheme, which, thank God, has actually gone on quite quickly. But then you have to have zoning permits. We are zoned already for production, thank God. But then to have the tap room, we need to have an A4 permit. 
Oh my god! It's it, wow. And, and then just to cap it off, they misinterpreted the application and then made us have to do the application all again and then have to sit through the reapplication process. What? Yeah, that's my local council. Bless them. They do some really great things, but this they really didn't do so well. They they botched it. Yeah. So oh, I, I'm currently sitting on my hands and then. We had a couple of complaints come in. Then we had a really nasty piece of newspaper about us, and yeah, we, but they've come out and said, "Oops, sorry about that." So they've had a, they've had, a, they've done a really nice piece on us since. What they, what they say, I don't understand. Oh, just, just picking up on local BS. So we don't want to have basically what a lot of people have read into it. They were going to have a massive brewery put behind their, okay. their, their houses, and um, no, it's a little nine hundred liter brew house, and uh, it's a little tap room. Well, it's is the, it a yeah. big building? Because you said there were eight breweries in it at one time. No, no, right? there's eight breweries in Dover. Oh, in Dover, yeah, not this, in your building. It's not in a oh, okay. We have a big building, but we're not we're not op- occupying the whole site. We're only oh, okay. op- occupying the front site. So, yeah, there's a little bit of cross wires there and, and weirdness. And uh, God, I could do without that stress. And it's uh, so they so so everyone living around you thought you were going to be some big no, mega it just, complex. It was just a couple of couple of people thought oh, okay. we were going to open a massive massive location. It is. It's that modern small, you know, a bunch of taps, a bunch of cask. Brewed, beer brewed on so a little bit more than a brew pub no not really any food just a great place to go and hang out that's all okay. I wanted to have I yeah. got so fucked off with brewing at home you know I had a little 100 litre system I was you know a couple of tap kegerator at home as we all have and people coming around drinking beer and it's like mm, this is costing me money you know and I'm having to tie it up after you, you bastards and <laughs> <laughs> right and uh, the hospitality thing's getting and wearing a bit thin and um, I love it I do enjoy it. I mean I've grown up in hospitality I grew up in a, a real L free house and but every Saturday every Sunday morning every Sunday morning fifty glasses twenty glasses like Jesus oh, Christ and um, I mean I'm lucky I've got re- two really cool neighbours. Um, so yeah. I think you'd have to have really cool neighbours to keep to keep that up for 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 that long. Yeah, but yeah. it's also other people coming into town, friends. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, just making beer, giving away to weddings and things like that. And I thought, sod this, you know, I, that's always been my driver to get something a bit more professional. And here we go, finally. Yeah. 10, 10 15 years of planning, and it's always been an itch. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been an itch. I've always wanted to have a place. And yeah. finally making it all come to happen, you know, to fruition is, I can't fucking wait, mate. I can't bloody wait to have beer on tap and go, there you go. How long uh, is it going to take from, like, from fing- right now? Fingers crossed Christmas. I mean, okay. we've, we've, put a borehole, we've put our own borehole in. We've got amazing water from under the, right under the cliffs. So we're, we're right at the bottom of the valley. We've got, the water is stunning. That's, that's the, for me, the, 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 the sort of the cherry on the cake with that location. Okay. Um, the, we, yeah, I, I, without having the sheet in front of me, I think it's like 57 parts per million calcium minutes. Or 75 parts per minute. It's, um, is that good, Doc? Yeah, that's good. No. Yeah, it's great brewing water. Yeah, it's it's just literally, you know, middle for diddle white paper. There's nothing, you, little bit of this, little bit of that, that if you have to. But yeah. do what you want with it. Exactly. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's it, it, that's that's why Dover had such a brewing heritage. Is the water? I mean, I don't know if you ever heard. There's a fancy paper writing paper called Conqueror that came from Dover way back when, um, because the River Dow, which actually runs right beside the brewery. Um, is such a fantastic water source. Um, actually, I mean, it's so good. It's got little brown trout knocking around. You sit there, literally outside the brewery, and there's trout knocking around underneath your feet. So, so when this That's opens, awesome. how's your traveling going to do? Are um, you going to stop traveling as much and hang around the place? Yeah, I've got, I've got to. I mean, without you know, my face is on the the label. Well, yeah, you know. people want to come and see you, and then oh, if you're never there. 
are you going to be the seller? Kind of like, kind of like well, Sully at 2-1-A. Yeah, you might sell it. Sean and I did have that conversation last night, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, got, I got the shoulder grip, the Vulcan death grip from Sean. as sort of like, so what are you going to do then? You know, and, uh, but yeah, it would be nice to see my girlfriend for an extended period of time. But, you know, um, you know I'm busy with the hops. Yeah. Um, things will calm down with that. You know, we're getting bigger. We're getting, taking more people on, so spreading the workload a little bit thinner. So yeah, but I've always been good at juggling two jobs. Um, I've always, I've always done it. You know, no social life and uh, Jack. Would, but you know, fuck it. I work in the beer industry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's better? I get no fishing time for a little while, but yeah, great. It's. So, uh, I'm just. I. I'm, she isn't your hobby. So will you have uh, a brewing team that? Stays there. While yeah, I'm. I'm, got, I'm talking to a. I've got a young lad uh, who's a bit of a young lad, uh, Belder, and um, he's ex like McDonald's. I know it sounds daft. I didn't really want to employ another brewer. Mm. Um, I wanted somebody who could clean. Um, and yeah, I've got a little lad who's uh, going to start there with me. I, I like. I've always liked taking people on who don't necessarily, you know, hardcore beer geeks, hardcore home brewers. And it's nothing to do. They've got. An, I hate that statement. Some brewers say, "Oh, they've got an opinion. They're going to get in, in, the, in your face and tell you what." I'm doing. Mm-hmm. No, it's nothing to do with that. For me, it's just you, they're more sculptable. Some of these people, you know, people mm-hmm. who don't come in with vest, you know, other ideas. Because um, I kind of want to. There's some of the beers I want to. I know I want to brew for the sort of first few beers. I've got my first sort of test batch um, sort of recipes. I know I kind of sorted it. I, I, shit, I've been brewing for a long time. I know kind of what I want to make. But it's, then it's the ad hoc stuff. It's the stuff at the top end, the stuff that is going to get my friends excited. Um, that's the stuff. I, I want, because I come from a hospitality catering background and I come from Michelin Star Kitchens, I want to treat the place as some, something towards that point that it's a, an experienced place rather than just... Um, it's a so, you know, I, I love Triple Rock. Um, I love the sort of, you know, Barclays used to be up. It's gone now. Um, yeah. I loved all the pe- you know the, the, the amount of people that are hanging out in there, having good fun, and there's the, the tight community around it. And I want to have that, but I also want to have, say, JP comes into town. God forbid the guy gets on an airplane for nine hours or eleven hours, but you know God. we'll figure it out. It'd be like a thousand hours. Dude. Yeah. Well, one hour is a thousand. But it's like you. what you know. We're speaking to, like Chris. We, Chris and I have been discussing beer, Brett. You know, wild beer. What I, my kit is not so commercially bound to be. My sole income. So let's fuck it. Let's make something that's, you know, let's scratch an itch. What do we want to make? Well, let's have some fun. Let's get a bit creative about stuff. Um, even if it tastes like shit, let's see why it would taste like shit. Yeah. So, um, and it's only, it's only 900 litres. I've got, I've got six fermenters. Um, got, How many gallons is that, Tasty? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's about what? 250. <laughs> it's a it worked, was it just under it, it, yeah it's like a, just a four, over a seven a fourth barrel. of that so it's four, like a seven and a half barrel yes it's, yeah something like that uh, okay. it's, it's not a huge amount of beer if it goes two thirty if it goes wrong goes wrong if it doesn't tastes great Woo-hoo. you're good we win right. um, I want to take that sort of slightly ad hoc basis to it I don't have to I don't have to take an income out of this so I wanted to see where it goes and then see what happens um, you know it, it's not truly experimental because I'm obviously I'm I'm quite anal at things, so it's I want it to be on point, but still delivering a forward-thinking beer. So that's why like the, the cloudy IPA thing has been really interesting to me. Um, Are you going to do one? Of course, yeah. Fuck it. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. How's that going to go over? 
you think? Uh, Cloudy. I'm sure there's going to be people going, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it seems, it seems like uh, something like that would just be like a wet fart. No, nah, Do- Dover is really weird. Dover is a, it's, it's a, a drinking town with a working problem. Um, okay. <laughs> it's, we have two fantastic beer festivals. I mean, we have the best, one of the best beer festivals in the country. We have the, the Dover Winter Beer Festival. And that's every beer served there is 5% above, which for Americans probably sounds a bit, oh, all right. <laughs> um, yeah. But when you've got 200, what, 200 casks of everything from 5% up to 12% barley wines, and, and it's in the middle of February, well, first weekend of February, in act, Dover's quite damp and cold at that time, and everybody there in the town getting absolutely shit-faced. It's actually <laughs> quite a hoot. And uh, they, we, we, they, people love big flavoured beers. It's, okay. we, we've, got, we've got five or six micropubs, I'm sure... Um, You've discussed what micropubs are, the sort of little tiny... No. I mean, they're probably about the size of this studio. A couple, okay. couple of casks of beer, a bunch of glasses, not even a glass washer. And, yeah, you go and drink cask ale. Um, they're fucking brilliant. There's about huh. 150 of them now around the country. But they pretty much started in East Kent. How the fuck do you make money out of that? They do. One, really? per, one person working it, two people working it, max. Huh. But they're tiny. I mean, they're, they're doing a shitload of people through the doors every night. So. Okay. All right. But they take away beer as well. Um... But yeah, we've got we've got getting on five micropubs now um, in Dover. So and there's, every village has got you know two or three. So yeah, it, it, we're, I'm really lucky where I live because it's so far, it's so close to. There's so many people who travel a lot, obviously through Belgium, France. So yeah, it's I can't. I just honestly, mate, I can't wait. That like, sounds it's, awesome, it's, dude. Well, yeah. I'm happy for you. I think it'll be cool for you. Thank you. Yeah, we cuddle later. Cuddle, cuddle. Well, I'm too far. I'm too gassy right now. Right. We so know. Next for time. What? For cuddling. <clears throat> Phil might squeeze me a little too hard. Open another beer. Uh, well, we, we <laughs> did. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> so we opened another one of Chris's beers. Uh, the brewery is called Poyala. There we go. Yes! Fluent and Estonian already. Fuck, I did it. All it takes. Uh, Cox tastes good. Now it was 12. Yeah, there we go. Cox tastes good. Uh, what is it? What are we drinking? Grapefruit IPA, but... Uh, yeah, so this is uh, Viermalized, or as we like to call it, Vermalized. Um, <laughs> vermalized. I like to say you're going to go out and get Vermalized tonight. Um, <laughs> that was a uh, thank you to this Danish guy who mispronounced it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was the very first beer we released out of our actual, like, the brewery that we, uh, that we bought. The, uh, the Baltic Porter, that was from Contract Brewing. This is the first one we did out of our doors. And the code name was always Grapefruit IPA. Obviously, heavily inspired by the sort of the very big trend in the West Coast towards the uh, the more citrus forward beers, and uh, yeah, we couldn't get them fresh, so we thought we'd brew. Like, brew when yourself. When we're calling it our, ourselves, grapefruit IPA. Let's actually make a fucking grapefruit version of it. Yeah. So we've got a regular one. That's our biggest seller, obviously. But uh, okay, this is something that we bring out in the summer months, and uh, and something that myself and Phil work together on to kind of really try and hammer home the. Uh, the flavor stability of the grapefruit peel and the, the grapefruit zest. Yeah, sort of well, I think uh, I think it came through. What do you think, Tasty? You're 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 the yeah, IPA it's good. guy. It's got a lot of fruit character. Uh, grapefruit, just more basic citrus character, I think, than than the sort of you know the kind of sharp grapefruit. Yeah. What, what did you use? Juice or uh, this particular one? It's using a bit oh. of a it's using a bit of a blend between the juice and um, something else that we're kind of pulling out. Uh, I'm, Phil can probably explain a bit more about that. Um, so we got, um, yeah, we got a series of um, not, uh, yeah, they've just been released for use in the US. They're, um, 
they're fruit oils on hop oils that you can dose up beers with. Helps or pop the aroma. Fruit oils on, on, on hop, hop oils. oils. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And they're good fun. And the weird thing with the grapefruit one, no, it's the tangerine one, isn't it? The tangerine one, you put it on a blonde beer, it comes out as bright orange. You, the darker the beer you put it on, the more it goes down to sort of sort of mature mandarin. So it does show in different... I, God knows why. With different malt mm. combos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I guess I could... Can I see that? I could see that. Probably. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's great great fun, though. Got coconut one as well. That's, that's bonkers. How but, do you even... I mean... How do you put an oil on an oil? Right. They do. They go together. Well, because yeah, <laughs> they got a guy. <laughs> they meld. They're more the oils from the skin of the fruit, right? Yeah, that's what they are. They yeah. mix, mixes, mix. Oil dissolves oils, right? It's like salt. Yeah. There's a like dissolves. There's black. a girl out there who has a belt. Do you use the, the hop oils in order to get it to dissolve into the water? Like they're isomerized hop oils that drag the the fruit oils in. Some something like that. Yeah. I'm, again, out my pay grade. Um, well, I don't want to do you... sound ambivalent to it, but I know how it works, and I've yeah. been dosing up and playing around with them, and they're, they're great fun. And the I... best bit was, like, pretty much we were having a conversation. Phil had sent over a couple samples of some other stuff, the tangerine one, and then I said, uh, we do a grapefruit IPA every year. Could you make this easier for us? Because, like, otherwise it involves zesting a bazillion grapefruits, yeah. pink, and, uh, pink and white. What do you do with all the... <laughs> the rest of it? The rest of the grapefruit. Because I've been there, I've zested and zested and zested. Now you got all this naked <laughs> fruit. Because mm. you have to do something. Well, that's why we tried to eliminate the the zesting part of it because we used so much of it. Yeah, you better have some yeah. llamas or something yeah. you can like feed this to. I tell you what, we did for the uh, yeah. for the, the lemon one, the, the white IPA. We first of all we started giving it away to bakeries to make like lemon cake <laughs> because of the juice. Uh, oh. Okay, and then. They still charged us full price for all the pastries in the morning. So, oh. uh, <laughs> so now we give it away to uh, our favorite cocktail bar. So oh, there you go. Yeah, what, and they're a little bit more, uh, a little bit more, a little more receptive. That. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you receptive, go. exactly. You're talking about giving shit away, trying to get somebody to take your malt away. Oh what God. Is, God, what is? Is what it is tough? Your, yeah, in the, I'm just like, hi. Would you like some malt? No. Hi. Would you like some malt? No. What the fuck? Do you have pigs? They made it illegal cattle. for us at one point. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, they, they tried to do that it here, too. Happened here. Yeah, they tried yeah. to do They tried to do it here, really? too. Mm-hmm. They, they tried to make it illegal. Categorized as a food product. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had a real high, you know. Yeah, that was a bad thing. Yeah, that's what they did. That's what they did back home as well. The the kind of the get around being, yeah, okay, you have to have a license to do it. But if a farmer brings a trailer and it just gets filled up and taken away, then... <laughs> then it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I would love that kind of shady law logic to be applied for anything, right? Like, <laughs> I, I just showed up and I was handed a bag and it had a gun in it and I walked yeah. away. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, well, then sorry. Keep, keep pretty, walking, Nature sir. took its course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, pretty standard. The further you go in East, east in Europe, it gets a bit weirder. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> weirder. It's, it's weird. Like I woke it. up so, uh, and my loud neighbor was dead. <laughs> So farmers, that happened. farmers don't want the grain because they're raising sheep or something? Is that what's I don't going know. On? I mean, I've been to about four or five farmers. Hey, I'm going to have about this much so grain coming out of my... It's like free, like free, free, free yeah. feed. The farmer that we switched over to, they said that they were getting like 30% higher dairy production when they moved to us. Yeah. Just uh, rather than the, like the larger breweries. It's wow. Insane. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't talked to Chris. He sounds like a good it's a long way feed salesman. It sounds like you're not getting very good efficiency in your malt. <laughs> <laughs> it's two times. Chris is actually quite a ways over. It's two times over. Two time zones over. It's, eh, uh, yeah. He can stay up late. Mm. 
Or get up early, whatever makes more sense. Uh, you are not shipping your spent grain to us. <laughs> <laughs> One day I might. <laughs> I think it'll be fine, man. So what do you? So what are you doing? Did you find someone to take your uh, no. your? Mom? I haven't started yeah. the brewery. The brewery's not open yet. Well, so yeah, I, I but, can worry about that. I'll oh, okay, put, I'll put another notice up saying, "Please find me free." Plus, I'm going to put my malt, and you can have beer for a year. There you go. Yeah. You'll have free feed for a year if you find somebody to take my. <laughs> <laughs> you may have to open a farm as well. I'm thinking. Don't. No. Oh yeah. No, stop it. Do your own charcuterie and no, no, please. You know you want to. And maybe no. start growing some hops. I've got as well. co- I've got cousins. I've got cousins who make cheese and that and charcuterie in Italy. And uh, yeah, no. Then you ship your pigs over to them. It'd be great. You've got a river behind the brewery. Mm. Thomas Franson, by the way, just jump over those cliffs. Yeah, that's right. Not, yeah, I don't know what made me think about, but yeah, Thomas Franson, his malt handling is really interesting. He's probably just laughing his bollocks off right now. I'm mentioning that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Swedish, the Swedish drain service, love him. So <laughs> oh, no. they're watching him. Huh? Uh, all right, let's open one more beer. Because we got to actually wrap this up, yeah. Uh, it's 10 o'clock, yeah. dude. I know. Whoa. We've been going for three and a half hours. What's that in Estonia? Uh, it is... Small cocks. <laughs> oh, the actual time. Yes. Um, I'm going to really you. embarrass myself. Gumend. It's boring. Sorry. <laughs> not all the words are innuendos. Oh, uh, damn. That's mm. too bad. Guess what language I'm not going to learn. <laughs> Anything Any? else. Anything else. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't even want to learn Hawaiian. Fight with a wax bowl. Okay. Learn Hawaiian. Just I can't. There's no way. Uh, no, every time uh, I uh, was walking through the um, the airport and I saw the lays, I kept going, Mukalakaliki, I know you want a lady. <laughs> From, uh, you know. Did you get a lot of lays? No, I didn't. Mm. Fucking wax. Fuck you in a wax bottle. <laughs> Dicks. Oh, that's not that bad, actually. Especially waxed for your pleasure. <laughs> we don't normally wax this one, but... <laughs> Just for you. Yeah, we wanted to see can an idiot get, fight with wax. Can you get the wax off? Wax on. Wax off. <sighs> what beer are we... Uh, what beer am I opening, Chris? This is, oh, yeah, a, this so is this, another... Dude, it better be worth it, man. This is another Puhala beer. Yeah, so this is Tara Avita, uh, which is an Estonian battle cry. It means, like, turn, may Thor help us. Turn on your avatar. I it, heard that. Thor help yeah, us. <laughs> It's a uh, it's a rum barrel aged stout because the rum barrel aged because uh, not many people know this but Estonian pirates burnt down the Swedish capital in the uh, like early times Assholes. typical Estonians yeah exactly just classic night you know that just <laughs> um, booze at him and they get all creased no yeah. so this has been sitting in uh, Martinique rum barrels for many months and uh, yeah it's it's a pretty fun beer it's got a bit of peated malt a bit of smoked malt and. I think it's this particular batch is one of the best beers we've ever made. Oh, really? But I shouldn't have said that. You had um, to throw the peed in there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, why would you do that? It's that accent. Yeah, I've got to break it out somehow. Mm. Can't put Pete in all the IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> A rum barrel aged stout. But on the label's lovely. Label's cool, man. So, neutral barrel, huh? Are you, are you guys are you guys going for a lot of barrel aged? Seems like you're doing a lot of darker beer, barrel aged beers. That's kind of what. Uh, well, partly you guys because they travel there? better over here than. Uh, okay. Like that's one thing that we had a conversation with the bar the importer. Like they said, we don't want to bring IPAs from you guys over to the states because there's no point. And we said that's good because there's no point. So, 
Like, we do a lot of IPAs, but we're really, really big on the dark beers. Okay. Porters, Baltic Porters, those are our, our bread and butter. That's what, we, that's what we're known for. Okay. Barrel-aged stuff. I can see why, man. Thank you. That's delicious beer. Where are you getting all of the, like, rum and tequila I don't associate with being made in high volumes in Estonia? They're the national drinks. There's one supplier. In oh, yeah. No, there's <laughs> No, there's a German, um, there's a really, really good company that we work with based out of Germany. They import a lot of barrels, so we pretty much tell them what we want and where we want them from it, from, and uh, then they'll kind of tell us, okay, we can get you this many at this time. It's really, I mean, it's really good because we we couldn't get bourbon barrels way back when. We can now get bourbon barrels that are pretty wet, which is, it's a big change up for us. I mean, it's like getting fresh hops. Mm -hmm. How big are your barrels of the... That depends on the barrel size. Um, That's my point. So, <laughs> uh, are they uh, very similar question? Uh, the fifty-five galloner? Uh, are they the twelve? Are they the, uh, the big guys? Uh, I can give you it in liters. Big ones are small. Bigger than you? Smaller than you? Small, <laughs> small and big. We've got like the bourbons are the probably the standard size. Yeah, one point nine hex, so probably fifty-five gallons. Fifty, fifty-one, something like that. Yeah, and, and then, then we also use like Pedro Jimenez for some beers, which are five hundred liters. So pronounce oh, wow. Jimenez twelve gallons. They're punchins. Rum cast yeah, seem, yeah. seem to run yeah. small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, like the the very first time we did this, they seemed to be ex bourbon. Then used into rum. They they looked like they'd been pulled off the back of a pirate ship. Those ones. They were like some of them were leaking oh, massive pain oh, in the yeah. ass. Oh, These yeah. ones were fine to work with though. Um, and then we work with some uh, like some different wine like or sort of higher strength wine ones like uh, uh, Muscatel Rosso, various others. And those are more like two twenty five or three hundred liters. So okay. I think it depends. Preferably for me, the bigger the barrel, the better, because then you've got fewer barrels, so to say, so fewer inconsistencies between the entire batch. That way you can, eas- you can easily taste four different barrels, but tasting like eight different barrels and pulling a blend together is a pain in the ass. Yeah, it makes it a lot harder. You're hating filling day even less. But yes. when, you're, when you only have to fill eight instead yeah. of who hates fill- Who hates filling day more, you or Chris? Well... I don't like filling day. No, it's empty no. day. That's a dentist joke. Oh, oh, oh! Wow. Yeah. Oh, hey. layers. Right. <laughs> They're layers. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Actually, yeah. When I see a whole day full of fillings, I fucking hate it. <laughs> then you cancel my appointment. Well, it's like doing ten little <laughs> ten little jobs when I could do one big job and be done. And yeah. I love you. I hate people at the end of the day for that. I hate you. <laughs> I love this beer. This is yeah. Good. This is a good beer. It's making me all warm inside. Mm. Yeah, that's why we release all our dark barrel-aged stuff in the middle of summer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, this is great, man. I, look, I, I appreciate you Another mewling awesome beer. beers over here, man. Yeah, well, yeah. I have to bring presents. It's, it's always nice when you get beers as a brewer, so yeah. it's even nicer to kind of give beers as a brewer. Especially, I swapped one of them for a... Like a pint of Pliny the Elder the other day. And oh, nice. That's pretty big win. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> and it would be kind of embarrassing if you didn't make a good Baltic porter coming from you. <laughs> uh, I do have some beer news I want to run through real fast. But before I do, 
well, it doesn't have to be even local people, but anybody uh, interested in, uh, there's a seminar being taught in Oakland called The Business of Craft Beer. It's being held October 22nd. Uh, through November 19th. It's a pretty long course. It's uh, put on by the folks at... Oh, where did that... Where did, oh, there we go. The Food Craft Institute. There's the people who put on the Eat Real Fest that was out here in, in uh, nice. Oakland last weekend. Um, courses include entrepreneurial coaching and business advice from some of the Bay Area's leading brewmasters and brewery owners. I think Sully's going to be there. If not, I know Nico is going to be there. His business partner. He's he like to say business partner. Uh, it includes a state of the industry uh, talk with Tom McCormick, who's the executive director of the California Craft Brewers Association. There's an opportunity for non-CCBA members to attend the uh, California Craft Brewers Associational biannual conference held in November. So you can network with top uh, brewers and brewery owners in the state. There's a beer style and off flavor tasting workshop held by our very own Nicole Ernie. So that'll be cool, yeah. Uh, uh, Visits to practitioner facilities, including the 2NA, uh, Drake's Brewing Company, Fort Point uh, Beer Company, and Magnolia as well. So then you have a a litany of awesome instructors. Uh, Matt from Woods Beer Company, uh, of course, Nicole, uh, Nico, we talked about, Sam Gilbert from Temescal Brewing, uh, John from uh, Drake's, John Galuli. Uh, you know, we get Tom McCormick. There's Dave McLean, uh, a whole bunch of people. So it's pretty, it's pretty awesome, man. Check out their website, which is where did I put that? Foodcraftinstitute.org. So sign up now. Entry uh, enrollment deadline is October 10th. So check that out if you guys are interested in getting into the biz of craft beer on any level. You need to know what you're talking about. You need to know what you're doing, and uh, those folks will definitely help you out. So please check that out. Sounds cool. Maybe I can uh, maybe I can wrangle a free pass, Tasty. Sure. You know what do you think? I'd be down for that. No, I mean for me. Oh. I just want to know what you thought of the idea of me going instead of you. <laughs> oh well, okay. I think you have to go in with Tasty. I would just go into the crowd and say you don't really want to get into the crap. <laughs> You'd be like, no, you don't want to do it. We're in the wrong seminar. Do people Weed want to business. get into beer? That's where you want to be. Weed. Should, should you guys do you guys recommend people opening fucking breweries with all the amount of breweries that are opening all over the place I all the time ever? If I was, to, I mean, Tasty and I were talking about it. we went and drove up to Russian River last this week, and if I was going to say to him, find something that reflects you in the beer industry. It might not necessarily be um, brewing, but mm-hmm. be a really good barman, be really good in distribution. Be really. There's so many tranches of the industry that you can dip into and they might suit your personality better have a look at those i mean it don't, don't not everyone has to be a brewer not everybody has the skills i'm not saying it's the epitome of being in the craft industry but it's there are so many other things that are so incredibly important that help um and be a bloody good sales guy be a good marketeer be a good communicator be a good there's so many opportunities so get involved but it doesn't necessarily mean you end up having to work for a brewery or yeah, God, look at this place. So yeah, it's, there's there's opportunities everywhere, and if the be, if everybody, I mean, somebody asked me years ago, oh, aren't you worried about giving your recipes away? No, if somebody comes along and brews better beer. It's better for all of us. I mean, right. it's, if they can make my beers better, do it. And if everything keeps getting better, better communications, better skill sharing, better education in the industry, it's good for us all. So absolutely. Oh. 
I mean, you agree, Chris? Yeah. I would yeah. say, yeah. yeah, like definitely, you find yourself your own identity. Like, there's no mm. point just opening under the brewery for the sake of opening under the brewery, mm. right? Like, <laughs> right. We have enough <laughs> for, of that o- shit. for obvious reasons. Yeah. But, like, we very clearly focus on the fact that we're in the Baltics. We want to make stuff that is porter based, or we want to use the local ingredients. And we do other stuff, of course, but like this is what grounds us. And without that, we would just be kind of, you know. There's loads of breweries. That's, that's what I worry about going forward in this. I hate that term. Going forward in this industry is that we just cookie cutter, mm-hmm. cookie cutter mm-hmm. IPA, cookie cutter session IPA. Everyone cutter, doing everything. Cookie cutter farmhouse with bread. Cookie. It's just like yeah. oh. you have to differentiate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do I mean, everything. I'm at, I went in one brewery when I was down in San Diego, not naming names, but I'm pretty much certain that were a red IPA, a red something was. Excuse me, straight out of Jamil's um, classic beer styles. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man! Boy, you think that's bad? No, yeah. I, yeah, well, it's not, lots it's of people admitted that. <clears throat> no, that's on our brewery no, show. No, but if if you've got no vision or you know making it your own, yeah, yeah. Take, I mean, shit. I've taken yeah, blind. Yeah. I've taken blind pig recipe that's banded around the web, but I've taken. I've tweaked it. Tweaked <laughs> it. If you, I mean, well, and that's what Phil was saying. Yeah. It's like you know, you make it your own. Well, I I love his thing where he says, "I just I, I just want a freaking tap room that I can call my own." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but, uh, but that's what I've, I don't have any aspirations to dominate the Southeast beer scene. I, don't know, I just want to have people come in and enjoy right. beer. <laughs> that's right. that's yeah. it. Yeah. You know? You have to be a real glutton for punishment if you want to go through the, the pain of opening a brewery just to make someone else's beer. Mm-hmm. Well, I blew my back out. <laughs> like, like, blew, like you've been doing. No, I mean like oh, you're to just copy recipes, someone yeah. else's recipe to like right. go through design a brewery, go through the, the registration and licensing and everything, and then be like, yeah, so I'm just going to look up this recipe and and just yeah, we're going to brew that. we're going to brew these of Jamil's recipes and th- that's our five flagships, yeah, right? Or like all the kits from More Beer, we're just going to that's, that's <laughs> we're going to order a bunch of kits from More Beer. Yeah, that's our flagship. I got I got some grief for taking that, you know, because I said to people it was a sort of kind of inspired by Blind Pig, sort of kind of took the recipe, but I've changed this, 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 moved that around, and it's a completely different like Tasty's. Um, Janet Brown. Never heard of it. Um, you know, it was, <laughs> yep, yep. It, I changed. It was the same ish, same sort yeah, of thing. A lot lower ABV. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let it go. Well, it's okay. <laughs> I wanted to sell the fucking thing. <laughs> Don't let people get on your ass for that one because you know you can do the same recipe in your kitchen. Mm. It's going to be different. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, and you're not. Doing it to do... I'm not Vinny Gilozo, for starters. <laughs> no. No. no, no <laughs> Neither, you know. None of us are. Yeah. But, you could have the interest to kind of play around with that recipe to right. add and t- uh, take but, away uh, stuff. But that's the thing. Coming from a ki- kitchen background, of course, you want to start that type of dish. Where the fuck do you go? You go to a recipe book straight away. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have many beer recipe books out there. Okay, there's more coming out now every day, but... The, the first place you jump to is the web. Whether or not those recipes are right or wrong, they're a sort of kind of start point. It's a starting point, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's totally fine. But I like I like the, the, the philosophy of you, you put into it what you want to mm. see. I mean, that's why we got involved in bringing in the first place. Right? And let's talk about some beers. Oddly enough, I didn't even mean to do this, but there's a couple uh, English uh, stories in here, one involving camera. I used to write for camera. Oh, yeah? I write all their brewing stuff. I've stopped doing it now. It's really good fun. Four years of that. It sounds fun. No, it was really interesting. 
apparently, uh, the campaign for real ale has given its first ever accreditation for a real ale to a canned beer from our friends at Moore Beer Company in Bristol. Justin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the organization, organization carried out tests on the, quote, micro-canned beer from Moorbeer at its recent British beer, Great British Beer Festival. These beers are fucking me up. And concluded the beer qualified as real ale under its definition. Their quality control lab uh, reported that the beer in Moorbeer cans still contained live yeast, and further test results showed that any carbonation was created by natural secondary fermentation. Uh, Justin uh, from Moorbeer said, I moved to England because of my love for real ale, so when I made the decision to can our beer, there. there was only one way we were going to do it. Fully can conditioned with live yeast. It makes more brewery the first brewery in the world to be granted the camera says this is real ale logo to, be, to use on a canned beer. And it seems like that's a big deal. Those uh, in, in England, but no hop, mate. They are eminently chuggable. Really? They are really fucking good. Is that the beer they're talking about? They don't yeah, he's, he's got, I mean, he's got a whole range of you know, health hoppiness and things like that, but they... Okay. Yeah, he. I mean, you've. I don't know if you've seen him over here. They do. I don't know yeah. if they export, but um, no. They, we had him on the show once, and he brought yeah. some beers, and they were delicious. Yeah, I brought Justin over, didn't I? Show him. He was. On oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah I think so. Way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's um, his beers are flying, and he's doing really good things. Okay, well, that's so. good, man. That's good to know. Uh, here's something uh, in Dover. Look at that. You can tell me if this is, if this is uh, shocking news or if it's even fucking true. What do I know? City Council denied <laughs> new breweries application. <laughs> yeah. I was just waiting for that. My heart. <laughs> right. This is my, my blood pressure goes even higher. <laughs> this, was, this was today, actually. A, a, a space that's been waiting for an upstart brewery has now burned to the ground. The owner is waiting to be contacted. Uh, no. The Red, the Red Lion Pub. Is that a thing? You know that? In where? Uh, apparently Dover. Yeah. Here we go. The Red Lion Pub has provided refreshment and accommodation to the vi- oh, excuse me, to the village of Wingham. Oh God, yeah, this is yeah, I know this one. Yeah. Okay. For more than 750 years, a developer is seeking planning permission from the local government in Dover to convert the historic tavern into two houses. The locals have mounted a campaign against the conversion. Uh, national trends suggest they're doomed to fail, and this is why I thought this is interesting. Britain lost 1,100 pubs last year. Paul Oakley, the British Beer and Pub Association's statistician, tells uh, this uh, author, in 2015, the total number of establishments dropped to fewer than 51,000 for the first time. 51,000. That seems like a fuck ton. Uh, The nation has lost more than 13% of its pubs in the past decade, with more than a quarter closing since 1980. Thing is, if you drive into the cities, you'll see, still see shitloads of pubs. What you don't see, I mean, I grew up in a a quintessentially English real ale free house. Same guy, a bunch of guys, all every with, and there was three other pubs in the village, hmm. all gone. There's one, there's one left. There's actually sorry, there's three, there's four in the village, and they've all gone. One left, one little uh, place there. Hmm. That's a restaurant effectively now. Um, proper English pubs, are, yeah, are being shafted. I mean, it's it's <coughs> and the red line at Wingham is yeah. I mean Neil Stook who's. Um, He's in a TV, very famous British. Uh, you might have seen him on BBC stuff, but he's been big about uh, the campaign. Um, yeah, it's really important. Re- I mean, I, it's, it's, a, it's an issue close to my heart because yeah. I, it's my, it was my home for 20-something years. Um, okay, so the average consumption per adult is, hasn't gone down. Yeah, because it's... Where are it, people drinking? But that's from uh, takeout from supermarkets. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm. But the thing is also, it's pain in the bum, is they do tend to look at licenses issued. Now, licensing issue, I, I, I'm a, I might be pulling numbers out my bum, but they don't necessarily deviate too much because it's it's kind of like there is in some of the big cities here that when one license goes, it's replaced by a smaller venue or a newer venue or a mm. restaurant. Or micro pubs. Well, potentially, yeah. 
But what we're losing is the old school, Standard, big, uh, oh. old, you know. Um, and it's because it, it's these are big, desirable properties, multi bedrooms. Real estate in the UK is expensive. Mm-hmm. As a previously a business, it might have been failing, so it might have been sold cheap. It's a good opportunity to you know earn a few quid. Previously, where you had a semi-rural village, might have had one, two, possibly three pubs. There might be a, a, cent- a central one, might be one by the railway station, might be run in the, by the housing estate. Um, but you're just not seeing them anymore. I mean, it's a real crying shame. Is it because of the, the pub culture, right? People would go there and it's place the, to congregate and find out what's going on. It's that, it's That's lot, all changed. It's a lot. It's a, like you guys over here. You've got big TVs. You've got PlayStations like crap. Um, the It's easier to stay at home and drink six-pack. Um, Be as equally entertained, yeah. But pubs have been deteriorated. But it's the pubs have been put under pressure because of business rates, which is uh, you know business taxes for operation. Um, and they are still... The, the local councils aren't being as... Um, on point and actually looking going these businesses aren't trading as hard as they used to why are we trying to draw the same revenues out of them mm-hmm. as we once did mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's there's a, there's a serious issue there and it needs big time addressment um it, it, it frustrates the living i mean it's not an issue i tend to get involved with too vocally at home but it's definitely an issue well, you're opening up a, a brewery but it's a, ta- it's a it's a pub as well i mean yeah but that's the re- one of the reasons i did actually focus on brewery and tap room mm-hmm. is because in a dwindling market, you, you, you know, I'm seeing my, some of my friend peer brewers. It's become a price game on some of the, you know, to try and get tap. Um, so we're not actually. I mean, that's one of the things I do look at. I, you know, I don't know if you ever see some of the sort of uh, free economics type podcasts. You know, I wish somebody would actually look at the number of taps that are available. In a, on a macro scale across country and regional, and then actually def- define is there a reduction of those, expansion of those? Oh yeah, where's it going? That's actually what we want to know as brewers, mm-hmm. not necessarily venues. No, that's where you put but, beer. Yeah, but it's all on the faucets, yeah. But the venues do reflect the number of taps. Then sure, bigger the venue, likelihood more taps. Right. Um, but that, that it's, it's yeah. It's a, I mean, we're talking about the pubs that you would come over. You'll go around, walk around London. You go to the Cheshire Cheese. You go to the um, you know Whitehorse Parsons Green. They're not going to go. Those are quintessential legendary places. It's the everyday average village communication hub that is getting... It's the, the, the nondescript. They're just, just your next-door pub. Mm. They're the ones that go in there. They, you know, you see average pubs. You know, packet of crisps, pint of beer, pop in on Friday night. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gone. They're going. So it's... Um, yeah, sad. Well, anyway, that's yeah. sad. And that's what the, this article and is. What was, how many is that from, per year? We're, uh, from Bloomberg. What's that? Oh, um, way, we kind of define what they are. How many were? Last what? year, uh, 1,100 were gone. Wow. Mm-hmm. All um, because of texting. Well, and, they, and <laughs> basically they're saying that there's a few reasons for it, but the main one, according to Bloomberg, this Bloomberg article, was uh, just train, uh, ch- changing trends in how Britons spend their leisure time. Uh, spending on wine, beer, and spirits for consumption at home surpassed drinking out for the first time in 2012. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just this thing, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that kind of surprised me that it was only for the first time, like, then. Right. But drink, drink, I mean, we, we don't have, we have a lot lower um, drink drive limits than you have here. Okay. Um, it's but you just don't, you can't. Just don't it's do not it. You just can't do it. <laughs> um, and it's actually really expensive to take a taxi. Public transport mm-hmm. sucks, sucks occasionally. If you live out in the rurals, it's not, it means you've got to walk, God forbid. Um, <laughs> right. So, um yeah, it's it changing. Another reason not to go to the pub. It's a long walk. There's a, I can, yeah, there's a bigger list not to go to the pub yeah. than to go to the pub. Yeah, and you got entertainment at home. You know, mm. The internet. Internet. Gotta love the internet, yeah. dude. Yeah, Blackadder. 
Let's name all of our British right. shows. All the old BBC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monty Python's on. <laughs> Anything with Felicity Kendall. I'm, I'm all about it. Whatever. Uh, here's a fun one. Apparently, uh, the, these uh, Swiss researchers have discovered that beer goggles are actually a thing. Again. In case, right. In case nobody ever fucking knew this. Uh, drinking beer does make you friendlier, happier, less inhibited, uh, and maybe even sexier. They said, um, we found that drinking Wait, a glass sexier or the people you're talking to sexier. Beaver, this is where we yes. want, you want, you want in the room <laughs> right now, don't you? The girls all get prettier at closing time. Right. Uh, we found that drinking a glass of beer helps people see happy faces faster. This is what was fascinating to me. Cause I kind of like did some details on this, uh, help people see happy faces faster and enhances concern for positive emotional situations. Said lead researcher, Matthias Lechte. Head of psychopharmacology research at University Hospital in Basel, Switzerland. In other words, drinking beer might make you more, more social and empathetic. Researchers came to these conclusions after studying 30 men and 30 women. Half were randomly assigned to drink enough beer to raise their blood alcohol level to about 0.4 grams per liter. The others uh, had near beer. Before and after, both groups performed various tasks, including facial recognition, as well as tests of their empathy and sexual arousal. Both groups uh, then switched roles and repeated the tests. Uh, they found that people were more eager to socialize after a drink or two. This was especially true for women. So it's more true for women and for volunteers who had been more inhibited it sounds socially. Sounds like a study of the bleeding obvious. Mm-hmm. It, totally, right? Uh, drinking also made it easier for some people, particularly women, to look at sexually explicit images. Ooh. But easier? Did, what does easier. that mean? It made, uh, I don't know. Where's the thing? <laughs> it's like a big dick. But it didn't, make, nauseous. But it didn't <laughs> yeah. make them any more Ugh. turned on. I don't know. I guess it's like, no, I don't want to look at like porn uh, or whatever. But then like, you have a couple okay. drinks and it's like, oh, I'll watch oh. it. But it didn't necessarily turn them on. Mm. Where men, men are just, it's on or off. It's right. not, there's no that. There's Zero no, to 100. Yeah, there's no fader switch there. Like, uh, <laughs> publishes, uh, findings were published September 19th in uh, Journal of Psychopharmacology. Blah, blah, blah. This is an interesting study confirming conventional wisdom that alcohol is a social lubricant and that moderate use of alcohol makes people happier uh, when it comes to sexual engagement, uh, said a, uh, some doctor. Though uh, this person who is a doctor, I can't pronounce his name, was not involved in the study. He offered several theories for differences between men and women. If you remember, women are you know more attuned to this shit. Uh, he says they could stem from differences in uh, BAC after the same amount of beer, differences in tolerance due to previous alcohol use or sociocultural factors. I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. Did you look up what four grams per liter is in percent? No. Oh. That's... You said you did some detailed research. No, I didn't. I said I liked it because it went into some detailed oh. points about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I didn't. Are you kidding You don't me? like the detail. You just like the fact that. I just like the fact that, that it, it, it sort of explained, you know, why women, uh, you know, tend to, um, I don't know, be more socially engaging. I guess Yeah, the chick has a belt on her head I don't understand I don't it know, man. Bev, what is she that? She is fully engaged socially uh, yeah. That's a Tinder couple right there Go ask them No, I'm kidding, don't do that It's a headband 
Fine. Head, okay, whatever. It's terrible, but it's now a headband. Uh, Repurpose that. Before we get out of here, if you're interested in making kombucha and turning it into a business or just need a refresher on best practices, join White Labs for a two-day course taught in collaboration with Mana Nova. Instruction will cover the science and process behind kombucha for microbiology, fermentation, formulation, scaling up, and choosing the right equipment, which I would imagine is pretty important, to, deal with, to dealing with common issues. Register at yeastman.com. Before September 22nd. <laughs> 2017. Fuck, man. Really? For more information, so visit whitelabs.com slash education. What is wrong with us? Hey, you what is wrong with us? In Basecamp, that is listed as the September library. You're the one who went to Hawaii last week. That, that, is not my, that is not that my thing. That is not my thing. Fine read. So, uh, Warren, I heard you spoke at that thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a great, great turnout. Um, I'm ashamed. What I be new target for kombucha? <laughs> yeah. uh, there was one guy. His name was Clayton. He wasn't very happy. This show, with this show is going to go down. He was throwing movie. things at you. <laughs> that was Clint. Clint? Yeah. Oh, I've been saying Clint hated time. you. Oh, well. Yeah. No, Clayton's just long winded. Nice guy. He writes a lot. Oh, okay. Play yeah. some music. Clint, not so much. This music right here? Yep. That's yeah. the music. All right, great. Oh, the phones are down. Chris, thanks for uh, from Puhala. No, you you were better before. Fuck, what is uh, it? Puhila. Puhila. So, uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Was, uh, <laughs> You're very welcome. The beers were fantastic, man. They're, they're, the they're really good. Dead of sex. What's that? Cheers. Cheers. Dead Cheers. Terrible oh, sex. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot. Phil. I appreciate it, man. How do we find out more about your brewery? Uh, follow us on the various social media things. There's Breakwater 304 or Breakwater.beer on the normal web. Okay. So, yeah, keep in touch. Lovely to see you all. Yeah, for sure, man. And uh, Look, thanks for hauling. We didn't even put a fucking dent in this beer, dude. We still have over half a, a, a box full of beer, so good. we got some work to do. Anyway, everyone, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys have a good night. And, uh, I don't know, we'll talk to you later or something. great as his cherry.